BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast and stoked to bring you this one uh, today with an, another Aussie legend that is just slowly killing it uh, in the US and really becoming a staple of the American flat flat track scene it's young max whale second generation of uh australian motorsports legend really uh with his old man brett whale that run the uh, kawasaki racing team in oz for a few years put through some uh pretty incredible talent so yeah max kind of like just grew up around bikes um spent his junior years racing flat track and now he has uh, graduated all the way to the red bull ktm team in the u.s which is the premier team He's winning a bunch of races and he's always in the uh, in the championship hunt. So, been wanting to get Maxi on uh, for a little bit and uh, really stoked that we finally got to make this one happen. This will probably be our last ep before Christmas. Uh, so, just take this chance right now just to uh, wish all of the Gypsy Gang a very Merry Christmas. Um, we're extremely stoked to keep doing this for you guys um i hope you've all had an awesome year we've definitely had a great year here um done some really awesome shows very proud of uh the work that we've done and the fact that everyone's enjoyed it so from me from griff and from roans merry christmas to uh so all of the gypsy gang and i uh, i really hope you enjoy this episode with uh with max whale but before that a couple minutes of ads um and also thank you to all our sponsors as well um such a massive support for the show, it um, it really lets us keep doing these things. And as well as thanks to the sponsors, thanks to you guys for buying the products um, and supporting our sponsors because that's kind of what keeps those guys on board. So really appreciate you guys and uh, excited to... Uh, we've, got, we've actually got a few shows in the bank ready to go um, and we're excited to, uh, to keep pumping these shows out for you. Today's episode is sponsored uh brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers manscaped the global leaders in below the waist grooming are leaving 2022 with a clear mind and clear balls and manscapes wants to help you do the same with this special offer just use the code gypsy gang for 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com take the leap into the new year and join the seven million men who already trust manscaped now when we first started doing the podcast, uh, and I can't take all of this credit, uh, but it was 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. So these guys are growing at a crazy rate for a reason. They just make this whole process of taking care of your uh, the old twig and berries. They just make the whole process super, super easy. 
2023 is well on its way and the last thing you want to be is the guy with pubes getting in the way of making it your best year yet. That's why you need the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. It's the leader of the Performance Package 4.0 or as I call it, the perfect package for your package. Manscaped has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfortable grooming experience. This new year, shave the loose pines off your wood with the best tool for the job, their signature lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped, and it's here to take down every pube in its path. Uh, It's not just the pubes that you're going to deal with, it's that nose and ear hair. Uh, Manscaped has you covered there with their weed whacker. Uh, That's an absolute game changer as well. And, you know, this this package really just going to leave you rolling into 2023 to just be the king that you are. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that comes in this package that keeps you looking and smelling and feeling good down there. Uh, and if you get the hygiene bundle, it comes with not one, but two free gifts. Uh, one of those being a super comfy Manscaped anti-chafing boxes uh, and the travel bag that you will store everything in. Uh, and I've actually been using that travel package uh, quite a bit this year. So, all of this is available now at manscaped.com and you just use the code gypsygang for 20% off plus free shipping. Again, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code gypsygang. Uh, I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year uh, and you can join me with Manscaped. We are also brought to you by the guys at SSRV Rentals, uh, a new sponsor for us, but this is going to come in handy for anybody who is racing in uh, in Southern California, um, most of that Southern California region, actually. And this is probably what we're going to be using at World Vets. We talk about that a little bit uh, at the end of the podcast. But SSRV are a full delivery uh, and setup trailer, um, travel trailer rental agency. Uh, they like to say they're more than a travel trailer rental company. They are your most valuable resource. Now, these guys will deliver uh, in almost any of your California locations. Um, we're talking about places like Glamis, Johnson Valley, Stoddard Wells, Pirates Cove, uh, and all of the SoCal motocross tracks. Uh, some of the tracks regularly allow overnight camping, um, and a lot of them do definitely when there's races. So I think uh, the easiest thing that you can do for one of those big weekends, whether it's like a day in the dirt or like a world vets, um, is call the guys at SSRV Rental. They basically just bring you the uh, the RV ready to rip and then take it away so you don't have to deal with uh, like fucking registering your own trailer and towing the thing, reversing it in, finding the spot, any of that. These guys, um, These guys take it. Uh, just take it there and do all of the hard work for you. Uh, the units are always delivered fully self-contained with water, power, uh, and of course the holding tanks for hygiene purposes. So any client of SSRV literally have to arrive and just enjoy their unit. Um, they're also fully rigged out with most household items uh, that they would probably have packed um, if these guys hadn't already done it for you. So you can get onto them at SS rvrentals.com or on their direct line 928-916-9988 again that's 928-916-9988 i'm definitely excited to uh to be trying out these guys services for myself uh here very shortly we're also brought to you by the guys at 
MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bikes, parts, and accessories. Uh, you already know that's our go-to shop. Congratulations to that team as well um, for just a really, really solid 2022. Um, I think one of the things that I've always enjoyed about working with the guys at MX Store is the way that they're just down to help out grassroots racing. Obviously, Sleater is uh, a massive part of that program. Um, but yeah, events like Battle in the Bush, the 125 Cup, um, these guys really put their money where their mouth is when it comes to um, building up the industry. So support the guys that support you by shopping at mxstore.com.au. Uh, same day shipping on orders before 2 p.m. Uh, and a bunch of stocking stuff is there for Christmas as well. We're also brought to you by the guys at Crush Oz, crushoz.com. Uh, you can actually go to our Instagram right now. And you can go a few little reels down and you'll see a video of me washing my bike. Uh, we're actually giving away. We've got three winners left. So you definitely still have time if you follow us on Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Uh, go and find that. Leave a comment uh, and just basically rat out your dirtiest mate. Uh, and that is going to give you the chance to, uh, to win one of their awesome bike care buckets, which is the product that I recommend when I do these ads uh, we've already given away four uh, and we've got six more left to to give away so um there you go that's that's your crush that's your crush oz ad you can actually win some of the stuff uh, but if you don't win go to crushoz.com. i always recommend the bike care bucket um kind of just get you in the whole ecosystem get you a bunch of tools to wash your bike um and then you'll obviously love the product and then you can kind of order on from there we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. Chapter 20 has just dropped and uh, it's awesome as per usual. You can head to fisthandwear.com. The code Gypsy Gang is going to get you 15% off there. That code is also going to work at Rival Inc. Design Co. You can head to rivalincdesignco.com. Uh, they've also got their new showroom, which is epic. Uh, if you're on the Gold Coast, you can check that out. Uh, but those guys are the leader in the graphics game. Anything that's decorative, um, anything that's aesthetic that you can do to your bike, Rival Inc. has you covered. Uh, and last but not least, the legends at Tropical Auto Group in Rockhampton. You can head to tropicalautogroup.com.au. Reach out to those guys. Ask for Kyle. He's been helping us out for a long time when it comes to our vehicles. He's a moto dude through and through. Uh, so if he knows that it's for a bike, you're probably going to get a deal. Uh, so just drop the whole Gypsy Gang thing, and uh, he is definitely going to look after you if you're looking for a new or used car. Uh, again, that's tropicalautogroup.com.au. I'm at a gypsy. We have a grift dogs ready. Yeah, bro. No, no, you're good. Does it roll the whole time? Or do you get like. No, it just rolls the whole oh, time, yeah. Yeah, sweet. And then, yeah, we don't really ever edit them or nothing. Really? No, no, just like post it how it is. Mate, Miller's one with Bill and at you watch Supercross is the funniest shit Dude, ever. When you're so just hanging funny, on Bill. Yeah. So funny. We good? All right, Max Wales joining uh, the Gypsy Tales podcast. Mate, glad we've got you now that you're a big-time flat tracker in the US of A, but um, home, mate, so good to get you on. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be on, and yeah, sweet. No, no, keen as, dude. So you've, you've been killing it, so I need to learn a little bit about <coughs> flat track. Um, so do you want to just like maybe we'll start by breaking down 
the series that you're in, the bikes that you ride, and maybe we'll pull up some clips, watch some. If there's any good, like, YouTube shit, like, let's just lay the foundation yep. of flat tracking. Because I'm a fan, but I'm a fan of, like, going to North Brizzy Carp and, like, <laughs> yeah. and watching it. But I don't know that much about it, so. Yeah, so American Flat Track is uh, an 18-round series. We have uh, four, like, styles of tracks. We have short tracks, half miles, miles, and TTs. Um, What's the difference between those ones? So, like, the short tracks can be, like, any, like, they can be as small as 200 meters, tiny. Really? But then they can be, like, 400 meters. So, like, they vary in size. And then, like, the half mile is, like, a traditional, like, spring car track. Like, we have in Oz, you know, like, Mother Mountain, whatever. Yeah, Um, yeah. And then the miles are, you know, 1.6K long, a uh, massive circle. And then uh, and then we have the TTs. So uh, the TT is the only, uh, like, circuit we can run front brake on. Yep. And there'll be, like, four of them a year. And then the rest of them, um, no front brake, just rear brake. And, uh, and yeah, it's it's a lot different to Australian flat track. Uh, Aussie flat track, we run, you know, front brakes everywhere. Nobby front tyre, Charles tyre rear, where over there we have a um we, yeah said no front brakes and we have a controlled tire um which is 19 inch front and rear we have lowered suspension and uh and yeah a little bit different but once you get the hang of it it's it's, uh, it's pretty nice how different is it to ride oh way different really yeah so like when i come back to brizzy cup it's just like full lap races just like all in for it you know um like the first race at brizzy cup this year i'd finished the race i didn't even breathe i was just like <laughs> it's so intense you know miller's bouncing through walls and <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's going everywhere but um no awesome to be home and racing with all my mates and stuff it's been it's been good being back home for sure oh definitely and and you uh, i know you got like stuck there a little bit and i'm like it's i know what it's like to be over there and want to yeah. you know sort of be at home too but yeah. um so you did you got the that's like the kind of style that's the foundation of, yeah, yeah of yeah. racing um and then so like you ride for red bull factory ktm mm-hmm. what's like the teams how many riders are there is there like are you just getting good prize money out of it like what's the the sport like in general yeah um you know it's fightrack's definitely looked at you know on the lowest side of the racing which is you know like motocross and supercross match big guys and gnarly um yeah. and all the other stuff like off-road enduro but for us it's uh we have a two-rider team uh me and cody cop yep um and uh and where our teams uh with you know we were out of california um at the start of the year and then through the season we we're based in ohio um at, at our mechanics uh shop so it's uh it's it's a it's i love it i think it's awesome and uh it's definitely it's definitely unique um with the speeds we do and stuff you know on the miles we get up to 200 k's an hour and stuff so so no yeah yeah no front brakes and 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 drafting and whatnot so it's it's fun but yeah it's definitely like not as big as like the supercross or motocross scene in america even though you know we're still out of the ktm and and it's honestly it's unreal riding for them it's it's so sick you know it's uh it's a dream come true oh it would be for sure and do you guys get prize money per per round and stuff like that yeah we get prize money and then like contingency and whatnot um the prize money is you know like i make more money on the contingency side you know with my personal sponsors and my team which very fortunate to have them yeah 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 sweet so i know your old boy Mm -hmm. from like way back so for anyone that only knows max as the pro flat tracker um your old boy brett was uh had a cowie dealership forever and then brett whale kawasaki he had like some incredible riders that kind of came through that program based out of brizzy there was a time where 
I think 07, I was like doing some magazine work and I was like hanging out in the in the shop kind of writing this yeah. like article and stuff. So that's like how far I go back. Yeah, yeah, um, Yeah, with your old boy. So you've obviously been around bikes your your whole life. Like, do you have any memories without bikes? Literally none. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I grew up, you know, I used to go to work at Wales Kawasaki in the, you know, the little handheld thing. And I grew up there from... I was five when dad sold the business yeah. at Wales Kawasaki and then 07, 08, 09, he uh, ran the factory KRT team in Australia. Yeah. So he had Reardon, first two years, uh, sorry, the first year Reardon, Mackie, Mackie and Hody. Yeah. And then the second year he had Mackie, Hody, Georgie. Yeah, And then he right. had Arbon, Georgie and uh, Ando. Yeah. And yeah. Then, like Catherine Prum came for a bit. That's right. Reedy did Supercross um, and then, you know, Takashi. Yeah, yeah he, he came home to the outdoors. The great man. Yeah, he's a legend. Dude, I still talk to him all the time. He's so cool. Taka's the, the nicest guy in the world. I know, dude. Hey, the man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so you were around that environment. So how old would you have been in that kind of era? So if when he had the race team, I can't really remember 07 because he had this thing where I could never miss a day of school. Yeah, okay. So I, only two rounds I got to watch was, I think, Toowoomba and Coolum. probably, yeah. And then that Brizzy Supercross. And then I remember I just always used to want to go to the races so bad, and you'd never be like, nope. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was six, seven, eight when he had the factory team. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I used to go to Coolmore stuff, I used to just be the biggest pest ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I feel so bad for the riders. I'd always be asking them for jerseys, goggles. Yeah. But now I look back at it, and it was such a cool, you know, environment to grow up in, and. And like I remember, it, like Georgie used to come stay at the house and Arbon and stuff. It was sick. Yeah, that was like a good crew of of dude. Mackie especially as oh, well. Mackie's, like still one of me, one of me best mates. Like, I go over and see Mackie still in America. Yeah, because he's over there now, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's I killing thought, it in the stunt business, but, dude, killing it. Yeah, and like I used to go. Uh, he used to come at the hours and I yeah I was just the biggest pest like I guess they wouldn't even be awake and I'd just be standing at the side of the bed looking for them to wake up <laughs> that's so sick yeah so when did you first start riding like were you a kid that was just on the bike straight away pretty much yeah like I, dad I used to live at the Goldie KX500 just yeah. straight up <laughs> yeah straight up um I we used to live at the Goldie and at uh, Hope Island there yeah and uh there used to be this big park now it's just all houses and uh he used to have like this little kill switch thing and I was three at the time and it had like a little lanyard on it he used to like ride me around like a American controller plane whenever I get out of control he used to pull it yeah yeah so I did that for a year or whatever in the park but then I started racing when I was four at my catcher and stuff and yeah yeah and then like yeah pretty much I can't remember life without bikes literally like, oh that's so sick yeah, I mean cool. it's such a it's such a cool way to grow up and I think about you know i went through like a stage where i was like nah i don't think i'll let my kid race and i don't let yeah. i think i'll let my kid blah 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 but yeah nowadays i think i've done just a full 180 on that because it's like you just you know if you got the right if you're not a dickhead dad yeah and you, you know you're not one of those guys like there's just so many cool lessons that you can kind of learn through a kid and like mates and for sure yeah like I, 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 to be honest i've only got like three or four friends from high school like yeah all my friends are bike people yeah it's crazy um but it is what it is you just like growing up it's like kind of tough when you're in high school because you don't get to see like on the weekends what they're all doing and whatnot but i wouldn't change it for anything like the people i've met over the world now and and in oz it's just they're like best mates yeah so it's it's so sick so did you ever can like did you want to race motocross like what was the flat track kind of well my mum and my dad used to road race 
ages oh, okay. ago. So like, yeah, dad's old now. Yeah, yeah. How's <laughs> but, he doing? What's he up to? Uh, he's doing pretty good. We are. Uh, we he just a, be retired, just doing. Yeah, his he thing. just pokes around. Yeah, yells at me whenever he gets a chance, and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to be home and, and with the fam and stuff. Right now, I got four sisters. Yeah. So they're all up at the uh, the house right now. I just came down here and it's our first Christmas, I think, in like eight years. Wow. Yeah. So it hasn't been a, there hasn't been a domestic yet, but we're oh, waiting for it for sure. Yeah, yeah it happened. <laughs> just, just to add some <laughs> yeah. tequila, vodka, yeah. wine. Oh yeah, it'll be on. So yeah, so they raced flat track. Uh, they raced oh, yeah. road bikes and then yeah, so they road raced um, for a long time and then when. I was born, mum stopped road racing. Yeah. And I think originally they just started flat track because when dad had whales, he had like people ride flat track and whatnot. And so I just started out in flat track. Um, I never really did any like motocross ever. Um, but I think I was like, I wanted to do the, I always wanted to do road racing. Like yeah. I've always wanted to do it. Um, and then the flat track thing, just like I was shit as a kid, like I sucked. And uh, it, all of a sudden I just got to an age where it was like, well, I might go to America and, and try it out. And then, yeah, it ended up being pretty good. A couple of years there, uh, I was going to go Speedway. And so I did that for three or four years, but I just crashed so much and hated it. And yeah, on the actual Speedway bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did that, uh, for, yeah, so for three years and then went back to flat track and and then, yeah, went to America and yeah, it's doing pretty I went to America my first year in 2016, so... Dude, has it been that long now? Yeah, so I did two years in amateur, and then this is that year just gone was my fifth year as a professional. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's uh, yeah, that's wild. I didn't know that you'd been over there that that long. Mm, yeah, so it's been it's been pretty sweet. Yeah. So and like, so growing up, did you ever want to do motocross, or it was just like no, nah, not till like, dude, I didn't even ride motocross till about four years ago really yeah so yeah you just full flat tracker from just, day one yeah just stick to the ground what what do you reckon that was uh i don't know i think i was just so bad like i used to ride like con like i did condom motocross a couple of times but that's you know that's like more grass track and flowy and stuff but like the first time i actually went to like a full-blown motocross track was probably like 2017 2016 or you know 2017 yeah and then and then now in America, I ride motocross all the time. Yeah, okay. Because it's like, you got to think about it. Even in Australia, like motocross tracks, you can count like five off the top of your head. Yeah. You can ride every weekend. Flat tracks, they're not open on the weekends. You know, like yeah. they have to be have like a practice day or a club day or whatever. Um, so now that I'm older and I've been doing it, well, now I know how to motocross and whatnot. Yeah. It's sort of like open you know like i can ride a lot more now yeah you just like because it's sort of bike time yeah, is you know, like contributing to your like fitness and stuff like that for sure because yeah. i'm sure you'd have to be super fit probably not as fit as motocross obviously yeah. but like there'd still be a level of fitness that you'd have to have to do what you do and because you're racing so many times in a day as well for sure yeah and like our races like they're not long like they're like six minutes is a short track eight minutes half mile tt and then the miles 10 minutes but you got to think like 200 meter track like or you know 300 meters or whatever and it's fast like there's been short tracks we've done like 32 laps wow so like it's it at that point it's almost like more mentally mental than physical yeah 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 um but, but you do have to be you know fit and and motocross for me is like the best you know it's so gnarly and you gotta like gotta be so focused on ruts and stuff but yeah, yeah no i I do a fair bit of motocross now. I'm nothing special, but I do yeah. it. <laughs> are, are you, have you found you're getting better at it? Like oh, yeah, for it, sure. It's something that... It'd be, you've probably got sick bikes too. Yeah, yeah. So 
I was actually very fortunate. So in America, KTM gave me a practice bike and a motocross bike every year. Yeah. Um, for training, which is super sick. Um, what bike do you ride? I ride a KTM 450. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So motocross and on the flat track, obviously. And uh, and yeah, so I went out ahead. I went ahead and you know got nice suspension and stuff. And and then you just like I get interested in things and then like I really want to get better at them yeah so like now I go motocross and then I'm like all right you actually hit a race flat track you know don't go yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um but yeah no I really get into it and it's like it's funny because you spend so much time doing it now yeah you go to the track and you're just like always trying to find ways to improve yeah, and stuff. yeah. So sick. will you be able to do motocross at home do you think yeah I've been riding a fair bit of moto oh um, sick so KTM Australia um let me a bike yeah um and so yeah they said you know I can ride motocross flat track so I've been doing a, I've been going out to MX Farm a lot and yeah, sweet. And then uh, yeah, so that's been awesome. I think wait twenty twenty seventh. I reckon next week we do like a bit of a ride day at MX Farm. You keen? Yeah, yeah I'm you, down. If you keen, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyone that's out. listening, if this comes out before then, come and ride with us. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to ride out there for a little bit. It's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, and it's like, sick. I want to just do camp and just chill. Yeah. You know, it's a good spot, honestly. Like, oh, dude. Except so it being one hundred and fifty thousand degrees some days. Yeah, um, yeah. But like you get there in the morning, I try and get there as early as possible. The yeah. track's awesome. Yeah. And then it just, <laughs> and then Slowly by the end of it, it's just like dusty and I'm like, nah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat track's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. Now to run. Like, yeah, I don't ride this shit. Nah. Uh, dude, I always think about uh, whenever Millsy rides motocross because he's just so fucking fast. Miller like, is the most underrated rider in Australia. Glad you said it. He is unbelievable, eh? Hey, you take him to a road race, he'll just kill it motocross kill it supercross, supercross kill, it. kill it flat, flat track, track kill, kill it, it. <laughs> like dude's, dude's legit well that's that was gonna be one of my questions for you later on because he won the north brizzy cup yeah and it's like you're a factory rider <laughs> for ktm and it's like could jack be a professional flat tracker if he decided to yeah not? he could really yeah yeah so he could go to america and win you think uh not straight away uh, well depends what track but like on a TT, I think he could. Yeah. Um, but like the some of the tracks we and we ride, as I said, totally different. Like the half miles are so slippery. Yeah. So like you got to have the smoothest throttle hand in. Like it's like it's all about traction. Yeah. So I think on TTs he would like kill it. Um, but he'd struggle. But like no Miller, it'd take him like two races and he'd be like yeah. good. Yeah. Like yeah, he's incredible. Um, Maddie sent me a video from North Brizzy Cup of like it was maybe in one of the 450 finals and he just like sent it in rode the wall and was like fully leaned over right. on the wall and then the wall just abruptly ends yeah. and everyone's looking like oh no no because it was like he was stuck to it and he just went yeah and just like wheelied off the thing landed just straight on the power gun you're just like dude you don't don't care like what are you up to i was i was in front of him for like the first uh, it, so like how they had it this year was different but it is such a fun event. So um, sick. They had it like points over all the rounds. So he ended up winning the actual cup race when like previous years that would, he would win. And mm. like he won like in my eyes, like that, the cup race. And, uh, and he rode so good. Cause like the A laps I was in front of him, like the first laps, I didn't hear him. And then all of a sudden I just hear this. And I'm like, <laughs> surely no one's riding the wall. I yeah. look across the wall and there's not one lick of dirt on it next time I come around and he just squares me up and just showers me I'm like 
and then come around the next lap and he is just on the wall just on the clutch throttle like, <laughs> I'm like fuck bro <laughs> oh he's such a savage eh? he's like, you do you ride motocross with him and he'll put in a legitimate 40 minute moto yeah that's like cool. there's not many dudes that no. legitimately riding the thing as hard as he can for that amount of time no. and just like he can move man and his his corner speed yeah is just mental on he, a dirt bike didn't he like i think he did like a conondale classic or some conondale oh battle in the bush yeah he, someone yeah, said yeah. he was winning it yeah 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 there was like there was uh i think joel rizzo beat him on the 125 okay but i mean joel rizzo used to be yeah one of the best there, riders yeah. in australia yeah. you know and then he's way smaller as well but yeah like he almost won that and then i think did he win on the 450 at battle in the bush were you we are you went rones was there eh yeah, Roan's rode. Oh, true. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, like, he was just, yeah, unreal. Rode three bikes, yeah. all, like, did Franco's every... a slaving over him. Oh, dude. And, like, I think Franco might be the most underrated mechanic <laughs> in Australia as well. Mate, he puts up with Miller. He oh. uh, he puts it... Miller... Uh, sorry, Franco puts in the hours. Oh, yeah, dude. It's underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Franco's race shop, for anyone that yeah. is looking to get their bike done the same bike the same guy that does jack miller's bike can do your bike too Mate, does it all too road bikes just ask yep, him he's into yep. it now. yeah yeah he'll fix your lawnmower <laughs> if, he, if he gets a chance you get a phone call whenever this gets aired oh mate oh, fuck i got a toro yeah, turn yeah, it up yeah 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 no I've, yeah i've got a i've got a ride on in here yeah. thanks bro. zero turn yeah cheers gypsy but yeah dude millsy on a i think he could maybe when he retires we need to do a video where we follow him around and racing every professional series. He would 100% qualify for an AMA national. Yeah. 100%. I honestly think, I honestly think if you gave him like six months to like fully like get bikes done, train, whatever, he could like top three NMX national. Yeah. Here? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think so too. No disrespect to any of the riders. No. But like he is that good. Yeah. Like he's incredible. Yeah. I reckon if he like... <clears throat> And dude, signing with KTM yeah. is like the perfect people. People are like, oh, you know, you're going from the best bike to KTM, and it's like, well, he's going from the best road bike to one of the best overall bike manufacturers. Yeah. And that, like KTM is like a company, like they'll just keep working. Like that yeah. bike will be good. Like in you know, it, it is good. It's one. It's one race. Yeah, it's so one it's race this year. Yeah, and so like I think like this coming year or you know next year it'll be fully like yeah a top top bike like they don't stop no no for you can sort of see the way that they've like not backed out of other racing but like you can see that their focus has shifted to getting that you know Mm -hmm. moto gp title it's like really the only one that they don't have literally like they and like like what was it 20 years ago like it was just like uh, and then now it's just like you go to a motor track and there's literally 80 no percent ktm yeah. yeah or ktm group you yeah know? like it's they're the best bikes yeah and so you got you got a guy like jack that wants to ride everything yeah. like he's got 302 strokes he's got 125s he's got 250s he's got 350s he's got 450s he's, right. he's, he's got, got 450s it's a flat tracker yeah. you know like he literally has every kind of ktm so it's like for it's that that brand literally they couldn't have got a perfect more perfect ambassador but I just think the year he retires from MotoGP, he needs to just not jump off the program, just stay fit as fuck, and then do a AMA motocross, 
do like the beach race do Everything. you know do a flat track in the states like jump on a speedway but like for sure because he's the kind of guy that actually could cross over so many dis and do even have you seen him in a fucking go-kart no i haven't seen him in a go-kart psycho bro i watched your youtube video there and i died laughing dude you how gnarly was that bro <laughs> you guys are just poking along the shoes on leathers and everything <laughs> yeah. here's miller on the go-kart getting after it bro f- like so fast too insanely fast so I mean I'm sure that yeah. he could probably jump in a car and do some damage as all well the, all the AU Falcon training oh yeah at the Miller Ranch yeah. off. that's what happens when you just grow up a full farm boy like we're at just uh, at Daniel Sanders place mm. he's before. a weapon too absolute psychopath <laughs> like in the best way but he he's the same like me and me and Rones were there and we, we were driving oh Griff was there too actually sorry bro uh, we're like driving down the hill to his where his tracks are and I'm like this is what happens when you have a kid on a farm with like that's into moto that's actually into moto yeah like there's so many times where you'd get a, a kids that they've got a farm and they've got bikes but they like don't really yeah. ride that much you know For but sure. then you get a guy like Sanders or Millsy they're kids that were brought up on a farm that had bikes just rode and all they did yeah. was ride bikes and it's like they just end up at you know 100%. at the top of the sport and i'm a firm believer of like you ride everything you're gonna get good on everything like yeah miller would have rode like probably some absolute shit boxes yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually i don't even probably 100 percent would have he would have rode ag bikes whatever and that's why i think you know he it's contributed to how good he is on everything yeah because you ride stuff with like brakes don't work or whatever you learn yeah no definitely and then like driving those shitbox yeah, cars exactly. welding them up yourself like mm-hmm. fixing them breaking them for sure yeah yeah when, when he was in front of you for those laps at the um brizzy cup could you see like different stuff that he does that like a normal flat tracker doesn't do oh, but it's sure. still fast so like in america it's totally different like it's riding style as well oh really yeah like you gotta like because it's so slick at some tracks you're really trying to like be careful with your weight and whatnot yeah and that was like the biggest thing for me coming back like you can move around and you can just whack the throttle here way more and be like loose and you know move around and like miller was pulling these shapes like his head's under the bar and he's like feet are just everywhere i'm like bro like <laughs> how did he learn this <laughs> like yeah. he raced a motor gp bike for all year and then he come over here and just like just hanging off of 450 like what and the thing's wedged dude it's oh, on methanol yeah. like <laughs> nothing of his is like poorly prepped either like franco kills it oh yeah like they're fast he's a good rider they all handle good yeah. but he is hanging off it oh it's so sick can you pull is there like a good video we could watch of like you doing a few of these tracks like i want to get a visual of you doing your thing yeah um well it's kind of i don't know it's kind of like is there uh, anything on youtube you reckon uh, probably not like certain clips um what about insta insta there would be stuff yeah so like yeah, go on insta maybe Yeah, because I want to I want to see some clips, bro. I want to see the different bikes, the different styles. So when you when you came over, like you got no front brake, yeah, over there. But then you come back here. So Are this, you actually using it? This is a mile here. It oh, looks, so this is the mile. This it looks like pretty boring, and like you can see how tall I am. But like this here, we are just like flat out fifth gear. Like we're in it, just wide open, wide open. Really? Yeah. So right here, probably doing 150, 160 k's 
fuck. And then, yeah, that's a corner, but there's like, um, go, go that one. Yeah, that one there. That's Peoria. So, this isn't, yeah. But like, so we got front brake there. Because um, the front brake, like, so from when I, whenever I've ridden any flat track, which is not very often, I'll be kind of like using my front brake to almost like lock the front yeah. tire so that it actually. For so sure. that, that it knifes and then you can like kind of cock it back this way and then yeah. get on the throttle but yeah so like i don't know if i have any like ktm ones but like some short tracks instead of because we got no front brake see like not a moto guy at all as you can tell yeah um some tracks with no front brake it's we slow down by pushing the front end under yeah yeah. so we'll slow down by like scrubbing speed that's yeah. what we call it it's a bit different to a normal scrub but um I don't know if I have any... Like, there's no here on the KTM, but if you go way down, there's one on the Cowie. Um, and that that was a while ago. That was at the farm. So we have a track at our house. Oh, sick. Uh, I keep going. It's... I think it was 19. <clears throat> Just... Yeah, right here. So that bottom right. Yeah, that one there. So oh, like, so this is at your place. This is my farm, yeah. So we'll throw the front end under, like, to slow speed. You can sort of see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, intentionally kind of like low siding basically yeah, and then like, you catch it by going opposite lock and then the throttle yeah so you, yeah you just throw the front end and slow it down a little bit fuck does that feel sketchy at 100 and we don't do it on the big tracks because it's all about being smooth but like yeah. little short tracks like that's what we'll do and then like it, just to slow yourself down and it, sometimes it'll it like sets you better for the corner yeah 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 um but yeah it's i don't know it's different at first for sure you know going from Aussie setup but you don't you just break like you just charge yeah um it's different but once you get the hang of it it's it's sick it's a good feeling so how much does the the whole front tire thing like obviously like it's a wider bigger diameter front tire like and then smaller on the front how much does that change it uh it's not as like not as sharp turning obviously because we don't have yeah it's like grip. more draggy as it's well. more like it's almost like a like you got to like almost like a weight tied to your front end almost feels yeah, like yeah. it's real like heavy feeling where like knobby you can move it around way easy and then like it's honestly now i prefer to ride with it because you got more lean like lean angle sort of thing yeah um like so and it's the same feeling the whole way around the corner so yeah. well not like the whole tire so because it's like one big circle yeah yeah like knobbies are just like yeah you've you know, got different yeah. contact points yeah so yeah, okay. but yeah no I, it's just more of a, like it's all feel really yeah um for me and then did, how long did it take you to get used to the speed no nah, not long because so, i did submoto as well oh right right like i used to always go submoto dad when i was younger i pretty much did everything except motocross yeah so you did some road riding as well like yeah road well i didn't do any road racing but i just did a lot of motard yeah and um i remember one time when i was because kawasaki australia used to sponsor me yeah when I was a junior and uh there was a like they called me and I said hey you want to try a Ninja 300 and I was like yeah yeah perfect and uh and I went out there and we went to Willow Bank and at that time I was 14 so I was riding a 250 yeah at uh Willow Bank and if you know Willow Bank it's literally the most boring track in the world it's just like up down up down yeah and uh <clears throat> they called the paperclip and I was so 
they like come out and ride and their team riders were there at the time well the 600 rider crashed and put the bike like into the concrete wall so the yeah. bike was destroyed oh. and then the 300 riders both of them crashed and they had one spare bike there and dad's like nah you're not doing it i'm not, not trusted today, him. No, <laughs> no, no, no. so you didn't end up never ever it. rode a road bike oh dude you're probably so big now though. oh I'm like, how tall are you now i'm six four like six, pushing four, six five yeah, yeah. Fuck. so yeah i'm way too tall um and then yeah i don't know i'm just i'm I, i'm happy with where i'm at honestly yeah, like yeah. it's it's gone pretty good for me um you know over in america racing living the dream so yeah. i wouldn't change it for anything got yeah. a good team behind me and they support me 100 percent, back me and and yeah oh that's so sick so when you started racing flat track what's the age that you can start start four at? i think i think it's four like motocross is, is it still is it still like there's a good junior scene out there for it nowadays or oh uh, it's it's good like i was watching the um at Brizzy Cup, the the fifties. I don't even know if they had fifties, but there's not many young young kids. But like, I don't know. It's sort of like everything. Like everything's gone like electronic sort of wise. You know. Like, yeah. Um. There's not many younger kids, but the eighty five class at Brizzy Cup was hectic. Really. Like they were going for it. Sick. Yeah. And then like June. Was 50s, Bill still in that? Yeah. Bill actually <laughs> went back from the fourth <laughs> onto the eighty five. <laughs> No, um, I actually surprised Billy. Last time I seen him was literally five foot two, and now he's six one. Dude, right? Where the fuck did that come from? I was, I, and he comes over and goes, "Hey, man, hey, man how, how you going?" going? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> did you eat Bill? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's yeah, it looks good for young Aussie talent, and it's really cool to see like, like previously before me, like we had like Luke Goff, Kirkness, um, you know, everyone knows Kirkness, and uh, and then like Jace. Uh, castles as well went over for a bit but like i've gone over there now and i'm you know making money and 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 on a good team and you know i got tom drain next year and there's and the, every year now like for the last two or three years it's been four or five aussies come over for amateur nationals yeah um so, so it's like sick from my end looking at that and then yeah there's more coming this uh 23 as well so yeah i think it's like there's like three or four aussies coming over next year as pro and stuff so it's sick like it's good to see yeah and i think that it takes a guy like you know not that you're the first guy that's done no, it but not. you know like you're on a factory team yeah. you're, you're winning races over there and it's like you know for for me as like an aussie motorsport fan like i've really started trying to follow you and like support no, thank you what, what you're doing because it's just dope to have an aussie at the top level on the best team mm. you know like winning races yeah. and i feel like that stuff i mean you probably don't feel like it just in your everyday life but you know if you step back and have a look like there is a follow down effect to that 85 mm-hmm. class and i think that yeah it's pretty pretty important to have you know someone like you over there flying the flag and then especially coming home doing some local races yeah. like the red bull helmet is you know this dope thing that ever like when a red bull helmet's at the north brizzy cup on on someone like you i mean it's a cool yeah it is really cool for those no, those and, younger guys and i love as i said i love going to them and you know seeing all the kids race and stuff it's it's sick and you know miller shows up like, that's another thing why miller's underrated because <laughs> whenever do you see a magic rider go to north brisbane cup like, yeah, what yeah. is the north brisbane cup yeah, and yeah. miller's like yeah i gotta be there <laughs> for rothing yeah. for it bro well how so how's we did battle in the bush and then the next weekend was Toowoomba Sunny States. Yeah. And he got back, him and Franco just full burnt the midnight all, got back to Townsville. And then Millsy sends a group text and goes, just got home, boys, like all sweet. 
And we're like, fuck yeah, oi, Sonny stays at Toowoomba next weekend, you can. And he's like, fuck it, let's turn it around. And he was Man. literally going to do it and his mum shut him down. His mum was like, Jack, you're fucking dreaming. You're not <laughs> racing motocross two, oh, we- two weekends in a row. Frank was like, oh, well, whatever, we'll do it. Yeah, Frank just gets in there and gets going. Yeah. But, you know, ASBK, and like people say that oh why would you go there and and you know because he can't use data he, he's not on a not on a competitive yeah. bike like he's not going to win the race but it's like that's the most fun weekend yeah like that that you can have so it's like i feel like we shouldn't be worried that he's not no going to win the race yeah, like, and look at it in a negative way we should be looking like oh there's a guy that races for a living gets paid millions of dollars literally and is under like the most insane amount of pressure guess what he still fucking loves his job yeah. and he still loves riding and he'd do it even if he wasn't getting paid that's like the most brilliant message yeah 100 percent. and everyone like in australia just like writes like there's so many facebook warriors in australia like they're yeah. just the first ones to grill you but like no one ever looks at it like like he comes over here like and just promotes asbk by him doing that race he bought hooky yeah. and Schroeder yeah. over or you know hookies and Aussie and uh they bought, bought yeah, their bikes. fully funded the whole program yeah and like imagine how much it would have grown just in that one race yeah like and then like there's other Aussies you know like Senna Angus he was there and Kelso and like, it looks so good when they all come back and race and yeah. like Miller's just like loving it like just poked around he's and he's like the guy that's kind of led that whole 100%. charge you yeah. know and like the fan just the the fan interactions i wasn't able to go this year which was a bit of a bummer but yeah. like the fans the way that they interact with him that like i don't know just give because at phillip island you get you go there and you know you get a chance to see jack miller do his thing yeah. on like a on, on a big, that big, big stage yeah. but there's the act like the accessibility is just not there so you go to a, like an asbk event and yeah. that just there's so much more access you can get so much closer to you know to him and the action and you can just has like that sure. more grassroots sort of feel yeah and like Brizzy Cup, like he is just like non-stop there's just people going in and out of his pit and like yeah. not one second was he like all right guys I just yeah. like let's chill out he was just having a good time and and I think that takes more you know guts and more what you love to go do a race that you haven't prepared for for the whole year yeah like it, it's I think it's yeah it's it's sick because like no one no one's ever going to race MotoGP and then go, oh, you know what? Let's go do one round to <laughs> yeah. just get Franco to prepare three bikes yeah. um, and then just go, yeah. Like, no one's going to do that. Yeah. He goes and does it because he loves it and he wants to help the sport grow yeah. and he wants to help young Aussies. Yeah, and he, he does, you know. 100%. And like, the way that... Yeah, people... Oh, yeah, you're right. People just don't... I don't think they understand how no. much of a fucking legend that dude actually is. Well, like, like even, like, Harry Voigt was there as well. He's killing it. Yeah, dude. Um, but, like imagine how much imagine how, how he feels you know going there and getting beat like he's just doing it because he loves it but it's still like you know what i mean like it's yeah different. yeah 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 and and i think that you know it's just that genuine love of the game 100 that's and what it's, it is it's so hard to find especially at that level where there's like because he's a high-paid guy you know he's, like you, yeah he's you, one of the top four in australia for motorsports yeah you can't be in MotoGP and not be like this 100%. super high-paid yeah. athlete and yeah just to have that level of humility and yeah just to show up purely for the love of the game like there's just not that many people out there on that level that would do that no you know no chance so it's None. it's super cool and and it matters i reckon like it really matters to the people 
that are there and it matters to like the culture of Aussie motorsports and and I think like you said we've got it we do have a sick Aussie culture of motorsports right now like you got the Lawrences. Oh fuck! I'm not even gonna name names because there's literally two. There's tons. There's two. Speedway. There's like twenty over there racing in Europe. Yeah. There's so many Aussie like fast kids and and, and women adults and guys women killing it. Like, yeah. Like you, you just go to Brizzy at like uh, Nudgy on the weekend. I went to the Darcy Ward race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like helping my buddy out. And there's like, there was probably like I don't know like sixteen riders there, and like fourteen of them are racing in Europe. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they're from Brisbane. It's like what that's so see it's it means though that yeah i mean we definitely have to then at the grassroots level here we've got to make sure that we're putting on enough events and because like does hatches still run events yeah hatches still going yeah yeah yeah. but like yeah i I don't know like you just got to keep growing and everyone has to keep putting forward and yeah and and just getting the kids involved which is so hard these days because there's uh, so like, much competition and technology and like yeah like it's the games now like ps4 what a ps5 whatever um like mx sim yeah mx sim <laughs> <laughs> uh like they can just like whip it up at their home and like yeah like people making money now from just like online games which is like dude i had no idea how much money some kids made by creating minecraft lobbies and stuff oh it's ridiculous like i actually had no idea that there's i was watching this guy the other day he was doing a podcast and he was talking about like youtube and he just has like all these channels that are making like 30 grand a month and he has like 20 of these like just fuck the dude just like an internet wizard he's probably never seen the sun in his life either (laughs) and he started by making minecraft lobbies and selling them when he was like seven eight years old yeah so there's these hustlers that have just been in business for fucking 30 years by the time they're 35 and they're uh and they're just like murdering it off like you said like games i had no idea that it was that now yeah it's crazy like it's half the youtube scene these days it's literally just like online gaming and stuff yeah yeah which is like crazy did you have you say you never got into games that much i play you know at night i have like a, a playstation but yeah, I just play with my friends. It's just more for a laugh. But yeah, when I was a, when I was a young kid, I didn't have anything. Um, I just like went on the farm and yeah, helped out on the farm, ride whatever. You know, um, I had a couple of good friends that lived close by, and like I remember as a young kid, we used to have everyone had Kalex one forties. Yeah, yeah. So like my mate Kaishan, Kaizi, and then uh, me, and then then I like there was like Jared and a few others that we all had 140s and we all had tracks in our backyard so like back then you had like the home phone and you'd be like yeah. calling them like which track we're gonna go ride and so we'd all like friday and race call caution friday afternoon at school and used to beg my dad to drive me to his place it was 10 minutes away and we used to just ride all afternoon and then like we used to have like rides through the week and it's so sick like knowing that when i was a kid i got to do that and yeah. like it's not that common anymore to say like yeah where like when dad was a kid or you know when you guys were kids it was just like everyone did that yeah um, and it's just slowly fiddling away, which I think so it's terrible because it's everyone's going inside, as I said. So, um, but yeah, so but it's it's cool. And like he used to live across the road from the school, so we used to go ride the bikes up onto the school and like go ride the <laughs> long jump pit and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. And then and then yeah, just we sort of you know you get too big and too tall and yeah for the one forties, but yeah, yeah, so it's good fun there. So when when did the when did you feel like you had enough talent to maybe 
go pro at the flat track stuff yeah so like the first two years we did the amateur nationals so yep. 17 no sorry 16 17 so how old would you be i was 14 15 yeah um because that early, no i was yeah 14 and fit 14 no no i was 15 and 16 so i turned uh through the year you know i change age yeah, yeah um so if whatever i was late 14 early 15 um was my first year and uh yeah i I, we just, that was sort of just like you know like let's go have some fun and see how you go whatever um and had you been training like a bunch at home and putting in like a, yeah we, we rode a fair bit of 19s and uh <clears throat> and then like very fortunate my dad and he you know he's he loves the sport as well and and he you know put a lot of time and effort into me once he sold the race team and you know got, got out of the race team yeah he just we we went racing every week um and so like the first year was just like a look at it and uh i ended up winning the mile as an amateur in the 450 class and then sort of just like the rest of the week was just like a downhill spiral yeah um and i ended up second in one class third one class fourth <clears throat> and then the next year i went over i wanted to go for the horizon award but and so up, this is like the loretta's of, it's like literally like the loretta's okay. same sort of thing yeah it's like a it's a week of racing yeah we have we rest in the all four tracks we rest in the mile the half mile short track tt same bike same bike for the whole week yeah so like you can have so like the 450 dtx the 450 mod that sort of thing but my first year i only had one bike so i just yep. rode the one bike in both classes yeah next year we um someone lent us a bike yeah and uh and so i had a, a good bike for the bigger tracks and you know in the mod class um and then yeah so we did that uh we did that and then i ended up second in every class and just missed out on the horizon um so and like i was racing by then the top amateurs and so we were like you know let's go try for a full season next year just have some fun and like typical dad like he bought this like eight foot box trailer yeah and it was like three bikes in there like a hundred tires like it's just everything was just crammed in that's so sick it couldn't have fit a cigarette paper in there yeah <laughs> and then we had the rv and dad bought it for 12 uh 12 grand oh no 11 grand or something full rv for yeah in like south carolina and that rv lasted us three years and never broke down really yeah and so your old boy was just wheeling the thing the whole time you, you oh were yeah over there. yeah yeah that's so, so sick yeah so like my first two years that would race, have been the best time dude 100 percent. so my first two years me and dad were there for 10 months yeah side by side let me tell you there's a few arguments yeah. but <laughs> i would never change it for the world i learned so much yeah about racing about life um and then my dad you know he you don't like we're literally together 24 hours a day we've got a yeah. motorhome so yeah. and he was a busy dude too so oh, yeah. like back in the day when he was like running teams and dealers like he's a legit businessman as well oh, and yeah. like anytime not to say that he's like not putting in time with you but anytime you're that level of a business guy like it is very hard to then divvy out like the rest of your sure. time to five kids you know yeah so exactly. that block of time for you two guys would have just been like that would have been super special yeah no nah, for sure and like when you like it was only like four years ago five years ago now but when you're in the moment you're like oh, yeah you don't think that much no, of it, you, don't, eh? you don't you're just like oh dad's yelling at me again this sucks yeah. whatever and then you like look back at it now and it's like that's like a massive sacrifice like mum came over for like two months yeah so he's away from mum you didn't see any of the other kids for nine months whatever the dog the farm like yeah. 
it's like massive it and now i look back at it and i and i appreciate it so much um and you tell him that oh yeah, yeah yeah and then like it and then also i got some like unreal friends like briar and Shayna and bronson and alex and you know Corey and maddie g my best mate over there like they would like let us come stay and like fully help us out dons and that like we had so many places over America where we'd just park up and yeah. I remember as soon as we'd park up, I'm outside. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I'm hanging with my friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, like you appreciate it like now so much more as I said. And then, yeah, like there's so many sick stories on the road too. Like my dad, he just, he doesn't give a shit either. Like he'll just tell you how it is. Yeah. yeah. So I remember one time we're in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. And it's like 110 degrees. Oh, hot as balls. Yeah. Dude. Aircon doesn't work. Hasn't worked for like three months. <laughs> So you're sleeping in this bed and you don't have any blankets on mm. in the RV and you're just looking at the ceiling for hours on hours. Just like, when am I going to fucking yeah. fall asleep? Yeah, exactly. And dad's like, I'm not fixing the aircon. It's too much money. And I'm like, fucking things, 12, 12 grand, dad, just get an aircon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so then I remember we were in Arizona and dad's about the dummy. He's like, this is just too fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> he drove to an RV store and uh, I remember we're getting it fixed and we go take off and we're getting lunch or something we had two bikes in the trailer always, always and uh like push bikes and we come back and the guy that owns the rv store is like hey we've got an issue and dad's like oh come on tell us and he's like we've dented your roof and dad goes dented it how you dent a wooden roof and he's like oh you know like someone stood on the roof and we didn't realize it was so soft like this RV was a shitbox <laughs> roof have you got was, a picture of it on here oh I don't think so I had it on my phone that I'll show you um, that's awesome and the and the roof was like full of water it had so many leaks in it and, <laughs> <laughs> and this guy stands on the roof and he's fucking falling through it <laughs> and and like dad's like looking around like trying to get a free aircon unit out of this now he's yeah, like full yeah, business yeah, mode engaged yeah, yeah. and uh, he looks at this guy and he goes who, who repaired the uh who got up there and they're all like looking around and the guy points to literally the biggest guy <laughs> at the facility and dad goes you're kidding you get mcgilla gorilla to get on my roof and this guy was like so embarrassed and dad was just oh, typical dad that is so good yeah like he's ruthless oh eh? he don't give a shit and like as i said the story is like i remember one time we we're at a car park in california we spent all day riding at milestone now it's closed but they put a flat track there oh yeah uh, for a couple of years and so we spent all day riding um <laughs> and it got night time and like obviously you know america's got some like bad areas yeah like yeah. terrible especially kind of around there like if you go in the wrong spot around there oh too. for sure yeah, yeah. And especially in cali and so we we're in like a, like a bad area and so dad like it's night time and like you know how to stay in uh you know how to stay in uh, Walmart car parks in America? Yeah, yeah. And so, excuse me. And so he goes in there and it's a, we're staying at a uh, Home Depot car park. Yeah. And at uh, like one thirty in the morning, oh yeah, one o'clock, someone knocks on the door and I hear dad whisper in the back and he goes, hey, don't say anything. It's just a worker. And I was like, yeah, perfect. I won't say anything. So I pretend I'm still asleep and the rv door just swings open bro <laughs> swings <laughs> open and i'm looking and i'm like out the window i'm looking and he, and she like looks across she looks in the back room and like dad had a it was a chick yeah yeah full crackhead really yeah yeah so dad had the dad always had the back door to the back closed yeah, off yeah 
So he looks in there. She looks in down the back. Can't see because dad's got the door closed. She looks to her right. She's like, yep, bang, that's home. She like climbs in the RV. And I'm like looking at her. I'm at the top. And I like this little curtain thing. I'm like looking around the curtain. And she sees me and she's like, hello? <laughs> hello? <laughs> and I'm like 16. I'm like, oh, fuck. We're getting shot. I'm sorry, we're getting shot. Yeah, There's yeah, no other chance. Yeah, yeah. And she like freaks out. She runs out, closes the door. And dad goes, I hear in the back go, was she in the RV? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And anyway, 10 minutes later, we fall back asleep. Didn't even think about locking the door. I don't know. We just, we just don't care. <laughs> I think the lock was broken at the point or whatever. And so 10 minutes later, the door... It was all made out of balsa wood. Yeah, yeah, that is like flex. And, <laughs> and like door swings open again. And you just hear dad. He perks up. He's mad now. Fucking back door swings open. Oi, get out. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I was trying to tell you someone's trying to break into your, your trailer. Dad's like full in the undies, like pokes his head out, can't see anyone on the trailer, get the fuck out, and then slams the door. Next warm up we go to. No shit. And so he's moved after that oh, one. Oh, yeah, we moved after that one. That was like. Fuck. We, we drew the straw. But like, you have like, that's the thing. Like, you, on the road, you have so many cool stories. About, oh, yeah, dude. Like, you would know, like, just yeah. travel in the world. It's sick. I'm actually trying to do a road trip across America next year at some oh, point. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, like, probably sometime in the summer, trying to, like, line it up. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. It's just a crazy country, man. Like oh, it's wild. When you go from state to state, too, it just changes so much. I mean, in, in Oz, like it's you know very similar size, but just we don't really have culture changes no. in the way that you do in America. Like you know, the people in California are so different to the people in Arizona, which is so different to the people in Colorado. Which it's is like so, you go to a different country yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, I don't think... I'll show you later. I can't yeah, no, nah, it's all good. People, I don't think, understand that when it comes to America is that it's just such like a... a just a varied place, man. Yeah. Just culturally, the landscape-wise. I mean, even... Uh, like, what, what states would you have driven through? So, I've been there? to like every state really already yeah. that's so, so sick we i hadn't this start of this year i hadn't been to um to uh washington yeah. and uh oregon yeah but we did a round up there this year oh cool and so i got to see those um but yeah now i've done every every state pretty much like i think i'm only missing like two or something but that's like, sick we've been all the way up to maine we went to laconia then we drove past it to go to maine to look at it um and yeah, been to Florida, been down the bottom to Cali, and then up there now to North, so yeah. Northwest. So yeah, and no, I've seen I've seen pretty much it all. And then like, are you with, flying to the, the races these days? Anything over like twelve hours, I fly. Yeah, because I, I have my own. I got a Ford Transit, and yeah, I don't know. I kind of like driving. You see some stuff, and yeah, dude. And then like, it's good attitude. I, yeah, yeah. And then when like I go, like I get you know, like uh, travel and whatever. But I like going and like take my van because then like if I go to my mate's place I can I got my motorbike in the back and yeah, we some yeah, moto yeah, and yeah, yeah like I sort of try and if we're not slammed with races like sometimes we'll have three week breaks so you just spend the time yeah on the so I'll just, just go down hang out you know like the Bowmans and stuff and yeah we'll go you know when I go to Florida hang out with Rispoli and you know then I just sort of just float around everywhere so yeah that's awesome bro yeah, it's sick that's living the dream really yeah 100% you know like just to be on tour you're getting paid yeah you know you you really just got to be ready for these races which you love doing and yeah. you just get to kind of like pick and choose for sure you know, yeah. what, what you do that's super dope it's it's really cool that at your age as well you can like recognize that it's cool to drive places and it's cool to 
take in the scenery and for sure. are, are you by yourself a lot of time when you're doing yeah, driving I drive all by myself dude that's fucking cool man yeah it's so like, like a very underrated thing that you're doing yeah so like in 2020 when covid hit dad went home like yeah. he was like i can't do it you know mum's at home by herself which is totally understandable i'm like yeah go home it's cool yeah. and uh he went home and so i did 2020 i drove to every round by myself i got the bikes ready all through the week by myself um and then on the weekends i had was my, that because the team wasn't or were you a private i was privateer in 2020 okay so yeah yeah and so you did two years with your old boy yeah i did driving. 17 18 no yeah uh, I did 18, 19, yeah. 18 privateer, started out. And then in 19, I signed with the team. Yeah. It didn't work out. So seven rounds in, we went separate ways. Yeah. Um, and then in 2020, we went back to doing our own thing on last year's bikes. Like dad was, this point, he said, this is the last year. I'm going to help you fund it. Like, you know, and he funded most of it. Like, not even going to lie. Uh, I had a few sponsors that helped me out pretty good. But like... I was working back home, you know, for three months as a carpenter, as a yeah. laborer, trying to get some more money. Um, but like he was pretty much funding everything. And uh, I think probably for him though, the fact that you did get a job and did do some laboring and like, yeah. you know, probably just more so that you were prepared to contribute is yeah, probably yeah. what made makes a difference to to a dad, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so he was just like, this last year you know 2020 that i helped fund it and then COVID hit and he was sort of like oh we can do you can come home and you know work and and we'll get ready for next year i'm like no i feel like feel pretty good so i stayed over there we didn't race for three months nothing happened for three months and like in america it was like it was scary like we didn't really we didn't leave the house or nothing i was staying with briar and shana at the time for the first month and a half and then i went to um bright bronson bauman yeah uh, which is their brothers and he lives in illinois but the first three months we didn't do nothing like we didn't do anything what like, was the vibe like it was like it's weird like uh in pa we didn't do any riding yeah um because everything was clear so in pennsylvania yeah, at this point pennsylvania yeah. briar and shana's like everything was closed mask on everywhere like everyone was like super like whoa yeah and then and then in illinois it was a bit more laid back because you're in the middle of the country and like I was I went at Bronson's house his parents have a track and stuff so we rode there a lot and yeah. you know like it and I broke my arm in that three months and and whatnot but um how's that you crashed obviously yeah yeah just so what's a crash for you look like most like a common crash on flat track uh, you like, got it uh, yeah I got I got taken out this year and broke my leg oh fuck so I got fifth in the points this year um which kind of sucks because the other two years I've been second yeah um but yeah, that's a, it's it's just like a traditional like slide out, but we're going so fast, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guess I've just never really seen like a big crash like that on a you know flat track bike. For sure, yeah. So this was. These like low siding mostly, or like is there dudes that have big high sides? Oh yeah, we have some monster crashes. Fuck, we need to look up a try and find a crash reel. Just, yeah, flat American track. flat track crash reel. Let's go. I want to see some shit. So there you go. This is so this, this is, is yours. This is mile on the mile, Kentucky mile. So what number are you? Eighteen. Oh, duh. oh. So that's probably like a hundred eighty. Oh, bro, that was gnarly, dude. Sorry for the people that are watching that can't see this. So you just get like a tiny little nudge, eh? Yeah, it's because it's so tires are so slick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. It's just like sort of like a racing incident, but yeah. you don't really you don't try and bump into people and you're doing 109 and you know front brake. Yeah, it's too much. 
So this one here, so horrific flat track crash. This go, is go. my buddy, like Briar. Nah, go down one. Oh, this is Briar? Yeah, this is last round in yeah. last year, battling for the championship. And he was winning this race and he would have won the championship. So like watch oh. this though, and then watch this. Oh my God. Whoa, bro. That's that's Sammy Halbert. But yeah, Briar. What the fuck? Briar was like, he would have, you know, if he won that race, he won a championship. So no yeah like and he i don't know how long he had left but yeah are you watching that yeah. <laughs> go back holy f- dude but yeah so brian won the championship 1920 and then it was going for it again in oh we're going in okay oh, and this yeah if he won this race he would have won it dude what so what bikes are they they're the twins okay. they're like purpose-built flat track bikes Those so things, that's the next step up for you for sure yeah. okay yeah 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 but they're like they're big heavy bikes so what are the injuries that these guys got sammy had a broken foot briar he uh he was pretty knocked up um he was you know he didn't break anything fortunately but sammy yeah he like broke his i think his ankle like pretty badly and then like he's uh he smashed his face up a little bit but that i've never seen a crash that bad yeah that's that is so so gnarly i can't believe i've never seen this yeah bro that is worst case scenario and like because like we have airbag suits like major oh, and stuff okay yeah yeah so you run alpine stars yeah I'm sponsored. dude yeah. how good are those yeah those airbags legit insane and so but like it's it's uh it's very underrated because like like you watch some of these crashes like yeah that let's one play that one these, yeah. are, these are old school these ones um but so th- so tt the twins that's like old yeah, school yeah but like that we don't slide like road racing we just like because it's dirt we just and we're doing so fast we just grab on yeah, the dirt so yeah. so you just like, yeah 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 but like yeah there's like this takes a bit but just turn the volume down on the bo- red box on three but so like, this is a mile spring for mile so like these guys are flying it doesn't look like it and they're on like purpose-built bikes but like Watching sometimes just bite in, oh, and then like hay bales. Like, yeah, you got it out pretty good that one. But it's just, it's uh, it some tr- like now we have air fences obviously, but back in the day, mate, hay bales, yeah, concrete walls, gnarly stuff. So would would this like oh, but there is just some mute it, Griff. Would the would the TT stuff be like maybe the oldest form of racing in no, Ameri- this, America? The this stuff is, but like that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like this style of this like is flat that's track. a half mile. Ah, uh, okay, so that's yeah. I still we still race on like this stuff, but like, um, yeah, like we have some big crashes. Uh, it, very you know very fortunate. There's not many, which is great, but yeah. they can be bad, which is no good at all. Like watch this guy rear wheel grabs oh. and then just and see so like we don't we don't really yeah dude you slide. nah nah go this is gnarly so, so this is what would worry me <laughs> about doing this shit so this is another mile but like you watch when he like he it's like a this is like how like weird flat track is it's a clay track so it the dirt doesn't move too much pretty sticky but his rear wheel just fully bites in on this little greater lip boom yeah man and then his front wheel just buckles dude that is so gnarly yeah and just hay bales but yeah so like this is this is these are old old but yeah like, yeah but like yeah just watch it just grabs a little bit and then yeah just oh my god bro yeah 
and there's a lot of weight like that's a those bikes are heavy that's a big big motorcycle they're like a harley v-twin yeah yeah so what's the brands that are in twins yeah we have harley and then like these are just slide outs mainly but yeah um but like we have harley indian is triumph in there uh they do like someone people have them but they don't really like yeah uh, they're not fully in like every round but they have yeah harley indian yamaha um what yamahas do they ride mtos mt07 i think it is or okay. fc07 or something yeah um and then we have ktm now yeah eight eight ninety, which is like oh okay unreal like james Raspoli wrote it this year and show us a picture of that where would that be uh instagram just go wally brown racing that bike is sick it looks good yeah okay so that's probably like what you'll graduate to you hopefully one you, day yeah yeah okay yep. But one right now, I'm really happy with where I'm at. So I don't know. Do, do KTM do a factory? No, like, they support this, this team. Like okay. go to that top pick. Oh yeah. Yeah, go to that top one. That's that's gangster dude. Yeah, so that bike's pretty sick. Holy shit, that's super dope. Wow. That's Raspoli. Yeah. Still, she fell off. <laughs> what's that? He still she fell off in that photo. Oh yeah, dude, that thing is a beast. So what's that a? Uh, uh, 890, 890 motor yeah wow and is that what chassis is that in? custom swing arm uh subframe and then i'm pretty sure that's standard frame that looks like a standard motocross frame yeah i think with different front end obviously but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so but yeah damn well, that looks like a bit of a project bike build right there oh yeah they take like some of these guys bikes are just like they take a like they take a good minute to get prepped and then like you can't just like you can't just build one and then go like win like yeah, it's, yeah. there's so much set up in flat track you gotta think there's only two corners yeah and it's all about getting the power to the ground yeah so um yeah it's like super super different for sure but yeah no so yeah okay. you guys have some gnarly crashes bro yeah that is fucking hectic yeah, so the nice. airbag say does that save you a bunch yeah it it does you know like as much as it gonna be well what you'd yeah. rather have it than not 100 percent. yeah and like yeah like it's 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 good that safety gear is getting better and better for sure with you know the speeds and, and whatnot but um yeah it's just sometimes they're just so big you know you could yeah. have the best of the best of the best yeah and you know whatever yeah, stuff yeah. Happens. the um the when you've got a i've got one of those um suits with the airbag in it yeah for when i do road racing stuff and like it's to me like a helmet I mean, yeah. I know that some yeah. of the some of the other boys, like the MotoGP boys, they don't really care. Like, I think that they're they're obviously on a different level, especially with crashing. Like, I've 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 only ever crashed on I've crashed on the road, mm. like riding on the road, never on, at a track day. Yeah, I've crashed in like mini bike, like a Barley's and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, that's still something that's extremely scary. Oh, so yeah. for me to, if I had the choice of having a Tech Air or not bro literally every time like you're just never gonna catch me not not wearing that shit yeah now like once you get comfortable with them and whatnot you know that makes the suit a bit heavier yeah but i wouldn't change it yeah you know like it's uh it's just it's honestly like peace of mind as well yeah knowing that you got some a little bit more yeah um which is good for sure and it's just around your organs man yeah and your spine as well you know like like shoulders to down to your waist so your whole body is covered with it yeah um and it's called the a stars tech air suit yeah yeah if people haven't seen them like maybe see if there's like a demo on the like on the yeah just put like alpine stars tech air demo because people might not know that this is a thing they're doing it um so chucky had it in dakar 
Like yeah, all the Dakar guys. Yeah, I didn't realize year. that until like this year. I think yeah. I was actually listening to yeah, Sanders' yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had like the highest G or something. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. It's so I uh, go yeah go to like that one. This is the go, yeah or demonstration no, top one. No, no, sorry. Up this this one here. Yeah. Oh, go actually go back go back. Sorry, Griff. That top one is good. Like you can see it. The this inflates before. So like it can, so I don't know how they do it or like what goes on with it, but it can sense when you're about to crash. Mm. <clears throat> Does yours go off before you hit the ground? Like every time? Uh, yeah, it's both. Yeah, it has done. So this dude, yeah. So it's got these like sensors inside it, and when it detects like something that wouldn't be like normal, look at that. Before his head has even gone past it. I'd say he'd be pretty fucked with the way he just, <laughs> with the way he just <laughs> hey, can we put him on the helmet too, head first into that. But yeah, you could literally see how it goes up before they even go like over the bars. I mean, fuck, just don't do that though, like ever. Yeah, let's not do that. But yeah, especially like you can get, so that's a road, just a road bike vest or like jacket. So that's the one that I've got. His wrist to be a bit sore too. You see that? Yeah, I'd, I think he's not well. This. That's probably like the worst fucking case where he just like face planted <laughs> into the fucking door column. Uh, but yeah, so you can get, you can actually get a like a, just a normal road yeah. every day, and I've got one of those things as well. That's sick. Yeah. But yeah, so they're doing them for I think for Dakar and desert riding and all mm. and all that. Sort and of those stuff. guys knew they got fast. Oh, bro, just the peace of mind to mm-hmm. know that you be like wrapped up to because that motorcycles are just so gnarly like when you think about how easy it is to die on a motorcycle it's actually fucking scary that we all do it so much yeah for sure and you guys have had some people die on the flat track yeah like sadly this year we lost you know ryan vans um that was tough you know i'd spent a lot of time with him and and whatnot he was really good friends with a lot of my friends and and you know it's one of those things where like we actually hung out way more than you know every time you go to pa to motocross he was there yeah and then um that one really hurt because he had three generations in his family of races flat trackers oh wow and yeah that was that was super hard you know ryan passing um that was this year and and how'd that happen in a race yeah in a race yeah at one of the tracks in the national series so that was yeah terrible and then you know we've had a few others obviously in you know the past five six years it's been pretty pretty rough but is there anything that you think that they could do to make it safer or it's just literally i think they do everything they can sometimes the walls um like because we race at horse tracks yeah on the big miles and stuff and you know sprint car tracks and stuff so like almost it's it's like it's so hard to like they're doing the best they can yeah but like maybe some like you know wood along like the you know like what's it called like you know the like the guardrail sort yeah, of things yeah yeah oh like the horse tracks yeah and stuff. yeah like the yeah. railings and the horse tracks like sometimes like wood along them would be a bit more you know like help you with the mind but they do the best they can sometimes yeah, yeah so yeah yeah it's just the game yeah the game that you freak play. accidents yeah and was when ryan that crash was it like a bit of a freak accident type of yeah, thing yeah yeah it was yeah super sad it's just it's so so sad to see you know one of your mates and then a fellow racer even like it's just yeah it's tough for sure he was racing he actually was racing an 890 tw- twin to yeah. ktm yeah him and his dad built 
so <clears throat> that one was that one hit the hit everyone really tough how did you go racing after that like is it is it in we actually your, raced that night is it in your head yeah a little bit but you know once yeah, you're a racer you know once the lights go green yeah but yeah no that one yeah that was tough yeah i remember i mean i've said it before on here but yeah when andrew mcfarland yeah. passed away like fuck it cooked me eh? like i yeah. just i was just so scared of the bike just for sure you know knowing kind of what what can happen but <clears> yeah it's, but like, it's something I look everyone at it has like, to face you know i look at it like you can die driving i could have dro- died driving here to the podcast like yeah and you know if it was to ever happen i'd i'd, I'd choose a motorbike yeah like it's what i love doing so yeah it, it sucks to say that it's hard to say that whatever you know but it's the truth yeah so yeah and i think it's the it's the it's the move you yeah. know because you're right like yeah. and i mean statistically you got a better chance of dying in a car crash yeah they know? say that like more people well, more people do every, every For sure, obviously yeah. less people do it than ride yeah motorbikes but you know you kind of yard it up and you're still you know you're still up yeah exactly yeah. but i mean yeah and it's like the the thing that you spent your whole life doing and the, you got to think too like you know while while you're alive like the time you spent with your family and the, you know, for sure like yeah. that time you like just tr- cruise around america with dad in the rv it's yeah, awesome yeah what was your favorite place to drive through when you did that trip like what state just fully stands out it would have to be it's like a boring drive but going from anywhere like where normal rounds are because we're mainly the east coast we have like three yeah. rounds in the west but um going from like illinois or anywhere on the east coast or like midwest east whatever to california yeah like it's a boring drive because there's nothing but you see so much like different terrain and landscape um that's it's cool to see in all the mountains and stuff but which state for the mountains uh, like when you just get into new york uh, sorry when you just get into cali and then like you know like arizona and stuff yeah but some of the the best drive i've ever done is scary at time but we went from sacramento california back to the west coast and i forget where it was exactly i was 16 but we went over this like range and it was summertime midsummer and it was snowing on top of this mountain like that's how high up we were like it was snowing and i was i remember i was like freaking out because everyone's getting chains on their bit like their tires yeah yeah dad's like fuck the chains we don't need them (laughs) he's holding the coffee and he's just going down the hill in this shitty rv i'm like oh dude so when we went to we went to colorado for christmas one year when i was living over there that's where it might have been might have been colorado oh yeah yeah i'm not too sure but yeah yeah, it could have been could have been over wyoming around there somewhere yeah yeah so yeah we we were at breckenridge and we had like this chevy tahoe that we'd rented we had like the whole family in there (laughs) and same deal dad's like nah fucking not doing change around the town and then uh he like because when you're driving on the opposite side of the road like you normally look the opposite yep. way for the Everything. so he's going like that and then realize oh fuck i the i gotta look the other way so he's like slam the brakes on the fucking right. tire he's just going <laughs> and just like going into someone's front yard and just hit like this massive snowbank and we couldn't get the fucking thing out eh? that's tight oh we just grilled him for it too eh? for the entire rest of the trip it's uh it's actually like so scary like driving come back from a country to another country like everyone would understand but like I got so used to driving in America. Now I come back over here, you like get up to a set of lights and like question yourself. You're like, fuck, <laughs> which, yeah. way, which way do I go? Well, dude, I I was in, I was just in Dubai and they right, they drive on the, the American side. Oh, do they? Yeah. And dude, I was walking 
and just crossed the yeah, road. Yeah, even walking Almost the road. Almost got fucking... Coll- I had my AirPods in yeah. and I looked and I was like, like face close to dude almost got gypsy tails done <laughs> it was almost over boys oh, but yeah like even drive like driving you've got to be so uh walking sorry yeah, like anything, anytime you're yeah. around the road like you need to be paying 100%. bulk attention even in america too you gotta be like you just gotta like look at everything because you know there's like bad areas and stuff even driving like that's another thing that goes super unnoticed like because you know in australia like the bad and good areas like, you know, you're not going to get a, you know, motel at Logan City for the night. Yeah. Um, you don't know that in America. So, you're like, you'll just pull yeah, you up. You don't know what's bad, what's You don't know good. what's bad or good, especially when you're driving through the night to each race. You know, you're pushing the clock. You know, like, sometimes me and Dad would go from state to state and drive, like, 30 hours nonstop. Yeah. And get to a race, blah, blah, whatever. But you don't know the bad areas. So, like, that's the same with that crackhead getting in the RV. We had no idea it was a bad, bad area. I looked at a few places and it didn't look too bad bang like it's that easy you have to yeah be yeah oh dude yeah america is no joke when it comes to that like no joke i was we were out in oakland after o- oakland supercross one year it was that's sketchy too bro, bad. it was so sketchy so we were we were out kind of too late i had like a chick that i was trying to hook up with from mm. there and then there was it was mark he was actually the suspension dude for factory ktm at the time oh nice and we we're out and uh I went to get into a cab home and I was like, oh, I've only got a card. And he's like, nah, only take cash. So then I had to go to this ATM and this like fucking huge black dude in a trench coat's like fully bailed me up, like trying to get my, he wasn't trying to get my cash from there. He was trying to make me go into an alleyway to another ATM that was working better. And I was like, nah, man, I think this one's good. Like, I'll just get my cash. He's like, nah, bro, I'm really trying to look after you. Just left the cash and ran off. Oh, dude. So I grabbed the cash and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. And uh, anyway, luckily the chick that I was with kind of like read the whole situation and she like bolted out of the, out of the little convenience store. It was like ATM was on the side of this like 7-Eleven or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. And she's just bolted. She was like, come on, let's go. And like grabbed me and like, I just fucking legged it out. Oh mate, like legged it behind us. And really, yeah, we had like the cab door was already open because I'd like just got out of this cab just fucking chuck this show like pretty much like threw this chick in the fucking in the car and then old mate he was like trying to come after us without like running after yeah. us you know so but i was just like, yeah, like scared. fuck me dude i'm about to get done in oakland right now <laughs> and uh it's, yeah we ended up it's no in. joke yeah fucking oh and like yeah i've seen i've seen some like pretty gnarly sh- like you go through shrewdly where's the worst place you've seen you reckon oh i went through so Atlanta, we're going to Charlotte for the last round last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. There's some bad plot spots in Atlanta. Yeah, and I was going through Atlanta, and Atlanta traffic, if you know, if you've been to America, you know it's like the worst. Yeah, yeah. And it came on my phone, like GPS, like saved 10 minutes, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> bang, <laughs> got off the motorway. And I'm like cruising, and it's like not too bad. It's just pretty like, it's like not the cleanest. It's like pretty shitty, and you're like, oh, it's fine. You know, windows up, lock the doors. Yeah. And, uh, and I get to this spot and it's a red light and i'm it's starting to get pretty bad and like houses are like like falling down boarded up and and like service like gas stations service servos there's like like crackheads all out the front of them and i'm like oh it's getting it's getting pretty bad yeah i get to this red light and i'm not kidding you there's just people just like walking all over the road and like zombie land it's like everyone's cracked out and like 
every like every building was like fully boarded and like burnt and you know like just like picture like the worst place in australia times about 10 like yeah. it was like i was for sure like i was white knuckle on the steering wheel i'm like fuck if anyone touched my door i'm flat just out yeah. it, dude. dude i used to just not stop at traffic lights in downtown la it's not a bad idea like we used to we used to go to concerts yeah. in um in downtown like Riff raff, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, no, all like the bougie dudes yeah. would like be playing down in uh, in in downtown, and um, because there's like some awesome places for sure. But then once you're trying to get out of downtown and then onto the freeway, yeah, like just not stopping at traffic lights. And I used to just tell the people that I was in the car with, I was yeah. like, we're just running every red light. And yeah. like, Why? Not? I was like, we're just not stopping. We're man. not playing that like, game. It's just, it's just too easy. Yeah. It's too easy to not stop right now. Yeah. And there's no traffic light cameras. So, and I was like, if I get pulled over by a cop, I'm down. Yeah. And if they just pull me over and say like, why are you running red light? I'm like, I ain't fucking stopping here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, the area? Yeah. Like, well, and the, the thing is, the cops aren't really there that much. No. So not. like, realistically, like, you're I, just better fucking running the red lights. I drove down here and I, like, there was one of those cops that you sit like, one kilometer under the speed limit and they're just poking along in the outside lane and everyone's too scared to pass them yeah yeah, yeah so it's just yeah, bottled yeah, up yeah, everywhere yeah. behind them but like in america they don't give a fuck eh? mate they don't care like nah. i've like gone past cop cars doing you know 10 mile over 12 mile over, you know whatever and they're just like sort of just don't even look twice yeah over here if you're going like someone told me that like if you go like two kilometers over the speed limit now you get a ticket dude i got a fine the other day 64 300 fine so four over Four over, bro. Yeah, that's. I'd be in trouble. It's three hundred dollar fine. That's a joke, dude. How many points? Two points. Someone as well. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even look, but what a dog, eh? That's terrible. That's just you know what that's called revenue raising. Yeah. That's no. That's got nothing to do with safer safety yeah. and for and like you know Mick Dillon said this to me the other day. It makes a whole lot of sense. Cars have been getting safer every single year since they've started making them yeah and the speed limits in australia have stayed the same good point there's no adjusting for and they've gone down as well in some spots for sure they have bro well dubai you can do um you can do 20 k's over whatever it says on the sign really yeah yeah that's good and the max the max speed is 120 so you can do 140 before a couple pull you over or before they've got uh, yeah, yeah. cameras on the thing but you can be 20k's over the limit that's another thing too America no, no speed, speed cameras. cameras Yeah, bang so you just got I got ways in my phone oh so you can see where the cops are see where the cops are and then you just you know knock it back a little bit but punch it over here there's cameras everywhere like I drove it's three and a half hours yeah I live in Gympie um, oh is the farm up that way yeah so oh, I live uh, like tw- 10, 20 minutes from MX farm so your old boy just sold out of everything in Brizzy and then went to the farm. Yeah. So he's he sold no nine, oh ten. He went to an outdoor motocross race. He hasn't been another, he hasn't been to an outdoor motocross race or a supercross since oh ten. Yeah, I haven't seen him in yeah. just years. He bro. just he was just you know upfront person retail his whole life. Like he had Whale Motors, which is a car yard, then Wales Kawasaki from ninety eight to oh six, and then KRT. Yeah. Um, so when it was time to finish, he finished like he was just like we had a 106 acre property we had 110 head of cattle had a farm a track and whatever um and then we just he sold that last year so now i live like real close to gimpy and we have a like 50 acre block yeah it's all bushland though so he can just like he's got got, a track on that one too yes i built a grass track just the other day just mowed it in but um 
he's got um, just like his six hundred cows now. So he like sold all the cows. His six f- favorite cows. Yeah, like he'll f- awesome. give them beers and stuff. Like they're chill. <laughs> um, you can fully just run up to them in the paddock and pat them. Like yeah. they're sick. And uh, and then yeah, so we have that place now, um, which is good for him and mum because they're like now they're fully retired. Yeah. Like when they moved to that other place, it was still like work, full time work. Yeah. Where now it's that it doesn't matter if it's a little like it's bushland, you know. So you know trees ground whatever it is what it is yeah um and then he's more work on like bikes now he wants to like he just built a new shed um and we've got a bunch of like we got sick 500s you know got reggie's 500 yeah, AMX. Yeah, yeah. um that's ours and then we have uh andrew mcfarland's um kx 250 frame they race the designations yeah yeah uh we have a uh, flat track 500s so we got one two fives so we got all this other like cool old bikes naked so he's just gonna tinker he's gonna just build stuff and you know just yeah help i don't know just cruise around the farm be retired yeah 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 so then we have a house at nursery as well so yeah i go there a fair bit and you know right now all the family's there obviously yeah. for christmas and uh and then yeah so it's it's cool uh he gets to just like chill now like because yeah. the, the old farm was full full on that's like, a lot of work yeah eh? how big was it 100 160 acres yeah um 110 head of cattle yeah but like it's just like weed spraying fences like it's yeah doesn't sound like much but it's a lot oh dude slashing like it's, yeah 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 it's a big job so, yeah uh with this new place he you know he just mows the, the house block and that's it and then the rest is the rest you know the cows can just cruise around now and yeah it's pretty sweet so it's so sick seeing him do what he did and like because that's sort of the dream you know like not mm. a lot of people actually get to retire in that yeah. in that way like just For sure he fully just did everything his own his own way like did yeah. his businesses killed it got out of it when he wanted to get out of it then stayed out of it and didn't you know feel yeah. any like he had to come back had nothing to prove like For sure, yeah. so many times in racing you can get it caught back in, in that yeah. like kind of just keep wanting to win keep chasing it you know the yeah. team gets smaller and smaller and you end up burning heaps of your own cash exactly so but he, yeah. yeah he just like fully dipped out and then Dip. did another thing and then now he's kind of got his deal and yeah. doesn't have to do anything so like yeah he when that sold the race team he sort of went full on just like helping me and uh and then yeah we just as i said went over to america he was with me for uh four years in america and and then now yeah i've been on my own in america now for three years so yeah it forces you to grow up quick, eh? When you when you're 100%. On your own over there. when he left, I didn't know how to wash dishes. I was just like a kid, just like cruising around. He did everything, wash, made me food, everything. He left, and I'm like, oh, laundromats by myself, just sitting there waiting. And yeah, like yeah, it just yeah. totally changed the whole aspect of it. That's cool though, eh? Like, yeah. did, did you enjoy the process of like kind of learning how to actually be an adult? For sure. Like at first, it was just like it's it's underrated. Yeah. I actually wish if I could go back in time. I actually wish I could take a bit more pride in that shit and a bit more, like, actually have a crack a bit more because yeah. I always just did the fucking bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. I bought new clothes <laughs> yeah. when I, like, yeah. whatever shit was too it's dirty. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Out, out you yeah. go. So, yeah, I definitely didn't, re- especially in an RV too because, like, you can't have, like, 100 T-shirts. Like, bro, it's tiny. Yeah. Um, so have your certain clothes you have your good ones in the cupboard then your bad ones and as soon as the bad ones we get too bad and they're at the window you know? yeah yeah so but no it was super cool um learning the whole process but as i said mate i was so lucky to have like good friends that like if you know on the road you know sometimes i'd do 30 hour trips by myself in the rv trailer like tires blowing out you gotta go to the store get them fixed i'm fully by myself and uh 
like no gun nothing and like in america everyone has a gun yeah yeah so like yeah. i had a taser that was my right hand man just taser always <laughs> in the door um but yeah so did that but as i said the friends that i've i've met and uh and got now and and ha- how they helped me out it wouldn't have been possible at all you yeah. know like i could you know it's a list that's just you know so long so but yeah yeah that's one thing about americans that i'll say is well for sure is that they are very generous people like they just do will if you know the right people they'll literally give you the shirt off their back 100 percent. and like i i got some really really bad news uh two days ago my uh briar and bronson's mum, she sadly passed oh no so that was super hard because barry and lisa um she like they did so much for me yeah barry in 2020 went to every round with me and uh worked on my bikes like so he i drove my motorhome him and lisa and their two dogs drove like they had their own rv but yeah every round they were there helping me and you know lisa would always cook me food and i stayed at their house like three months ago i was at their house you know when i before i left and yeah it's just it, and was it unexpected uh yeah i think so yeah Fuck, that's so heavy dude mm yeah because you really can't do it without those people can you like there's no. such a i mean yeah even for me like i've still got people that i'll talk to like pretty much daily i haven't been there in like six years yeah you know just people that <clears throat> i would have been completely fucked like yeah just done like i wouldn't have i wouldn't have survived over there the way that i did without you know and i'm like kind of glad i didn't even have to go through a lot of that shit alone for you know? sure because they like picked up such a slack of like close family close mm-hmm. friends like giving you that kind of like support and stuff yeah and and like to this day i live with a family and like they do like they've helped me out so much like matt my, my best mate i met him racing he doesn't race anymore and then his mom and his stepdad uh, i live at their house through the year um and then yeah so like they he just like i don't pay any rent like it's just it's home over there like yeah. i have um, like my van's there um they they fully got rid of a whole side of their shed just for me so for my practice bikes and tools and whatnot you know i got my own little setup that's so sick so yeah. whereabouts is that uh like 20 minutes away from st louis oh okay yeah so like right in illinois um like it's a small town uh, st jacob um yeah. it's right near edwardsville and yeah 20 minutes from st louis which is like perfect for me because with the races that are you know too far the airport's right there yeah so big airport too so everything's pretty uh and everything you need is in st louis yeah yeah so it works out perfect so where's the team based uh it's the main like so like right now everything's full at ktm yeah before so we get everything sorted you know in like sorted out and ready to go in ktm um and then once the season happens they go to the uh ohio yeah um at a place called greenville tiny town and he my mechanic lives oh the team mechanic lives there and he does you know mine and cody's bikes from his uh, shop at his house yeah yeah okay it's got a pretty nice shop so yeah that's pretty sweet so how did the factory ktm thing come about so we were sort of talking before that you did like that privateer season yeah so what were your what were your results like in the first couple years pro like how would you describe like the lead up to getting the ktm gig first year professional was shithouse really yeah i got 13th overall i got rookie of the year i did battle for a couple podiums but like it was 
Like nothing. I was so inconsistent. Like it wasn't even funny. And what? Why was that? You reckon? Like just lack of now, knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Lack of knowledge. Every, knowledge is everything. So like, what didn't you know? Like everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> like some suspension. Like and I was super. Like Reggie built my suspension. Um, my first ever set of American suspension. And like no one else even wanted to do it. Like yeah. And Reggie just went, yeah, I'll do it. Killed it. I used the same suspension for three years. Reggie did it. And then we got an American set done and that made it sort of closer to how I like and that uh, for my first year professional. But the first year was just all over the place. Like trailer was like, we, we got a good trailer. We had a good trailer the last next two years, but like it was shitty trailer, broke my collarbone, missed a few rounds. Like it was sort of all over the show. Yeah, um, yeah. Nothing was really like, like you didn't, we went to probably two races where it was like yeah bikes are locked in ready to go yeah yeah, like, yeah. we're ready bikes yeah. ready we're here on time like I'd go to the track and we'd still be doing work on them and stuff and then the next year in 19 I had that team start of the year I started out good like I got fifth at Daytona yeah um, against like 80 people and uh, that was super cool because it was like second year and, and whatnot. and so it was it was great and then what bikes was that on cowies so yeah. i rode cowie my whole life until yeah uh 21 and uh and then yeah so that happened and uh <clears throat> and then it's, as i said this there's seven rounds and then it sort of went away the team and i so then me and dad i bought my own bike um a 19 cowie so then he had one from the year before yeah and we went out and did it ourselves again and uh did the results get better when you were doing it on your own? Uh, not really. The up and down, like as I said, still inconsistent. Like I, I, I got I think like three sevenths in a row. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It was just like it was that was like just average. You know, that's, that's what that year was average. And a ninth in the championship, got a podium, um, my first podium, and then it was just yeah, like I had such good speed sometimes in heat races and stuff, and I'd just fall of shit in the main events. Like I'd just fall apart. And what was that like mentally? You reckon? Ah, uh, mentally, and then I think I used to just like, not you got to be so like, flat track in America is like so mental. Yeah. And I think like it's like any racing really, but like, I wasn't mentally strong. Like I was just like, Meh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then when Dad left in twenty twenty at the start of the year, made me realize like, and he said as as I t- said before, he said this is the last year that we're you know going to fund it, and so I was like, I really need to just go out there and just like it's sort of like made me like work it was like because i didn't do shit in 18 19 i sort of just had to, like i was just like cruising around with dad yeah and uh you know eating pies whatever but then it really just like i was a kid and then and then when he left it was sort of like all right now you have to really like single swim like yeah. this is it do you want to work for the rest of your life with as a carpenter or something you know um and and i got i won the season opener um in 2020 doing my own thing that's sick yeah that must have been a good feeling yeah against factory teams everything rolled up me my best mate and uh barry um we went out there and we won it and then the next night the bike broke <laughs> <laughs> so i had to ride my other bike and then i had ended up that year with a win five podiums second in the championship but all year i was so worried about not getting a ride i yeah. was like hassling every team i was like hey what about me? And they're like, nah, I can't do anything for you. But the one I've always like, Rebel KTM, like I've always wanted a Rebel helmet. Yeah. And I got to Chris Fillmore. Uh, you've probably heard the name. Yeah, yeah. Like legend. Uh, he goes, he was a, he's a team manager. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, uh, nah, sorry, I can't do anything. Like, it was like, 
every like two rounds and ask him hey man can we do something no i can't do anything i was like all right and uh and then at the last round i went second and third because every round was a double header trying yep. to make up the weekend because because uh, of covid because of covid yeah um so yeah the last two rounds i got second and third and like i was like in reaching distance of winning both of them and uh I remember I was walking back to my picks. I was pissed. I wanted to win the last race. And I won one. I wanted to win the, I wanted to win at least one more. And I'm walking back to my pit. And Phil was like, oi. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, uh, I'll, uh, he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm probably just going to unpack the RV. i got to sell it and head home in two weeks. And he's like, what are you doing next weekend? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> and he's like, how about you come to Cali and ride the bike? Fuck. And I was like, yup so i remember that night sat in the rv and i called my pump mum and dad and i'm like all pumped and then booked a flight you know two days later so like hurried back to pennsylvania that's where i unloaded everything like got rid of everything out of the rv sorted it all and uh and then yeah flew to cali and i was hanging with my dad's mate and he's a stunt worker oh in, yeah in uh, la and uh he's like all right let's go do some supermoto and i put it on instagram story that i was in california and uh, another team reached out to me. They're like, hey, do you want to come ride our bikes? Really? And I was like, yeah. And so he's like, what are you doing Tuesday? And I'm like, can't do it Tuesday. I'm with my friends and you know, friends and close people. But I was testing the KTM. Yeah, yeah. And KTM were like, you cannot tell anyone. Like, you cannot tell yeah, anyone. Yeah. And so, like, I won't, promise. So I'm wearing Robbie Madison's leathers. Actually, I forgot my leathers, so I yeah, left them or something. So I'm in Madison's leathers and uh i ride the ktm on the first day and the next day i go back and ride the yamaha twin oh yeah and so the tt bike the no no like the big bike like the, the oh like yeah the yeah, twins. yeah the twin yeah yeah yep, yep, so yep. i ride that and they race them on every circuit too yeah okay and what so was that like it was pretty gnarly like they're fast yeah is that the first time you rode one of those uh no second time yeah but i never rode one on a like a smaller track and only rode them on the miles yeah and so film was like growing me all day no photos can't tell anyone nothing yeah and uh i remember it on the like you know the, they have the waivers like sign your life away i signed it and i had the date on it and the next day i roll up there they're like what have you been up to i'm like oh nothing just hanging with friends and family and the track owner comes up and goes wow you're a bit of a black slut aren't you oh no and i'm like oh. he's like what is he talking about and i'm like oh nothing don't worry about it and he, he goes to do the sign-on thing and because everyone has to sign it on and the, the team guy comes back and he's like were you here yesterday and i'm like no nah. and he's like it says on the thing the date and i'm, oh. like, and I'm like oh i'm like yeah i was riding yesterday and so then it was kind of weird but yeah i rode that bike then the next day and then i remember because then i flew back like two days after that and i was in quarantine worst two weeks of my life so you flew back to oz after yeah. that yeah right and was stuck in a hotel room so, oh so you had to do the hotel quarantine yeah as well oh, what a crazy error that it's was. actually like mind-blowing thinking back at it i dude i know like traveling um just i just got back last week and just chilling in an yeah. airport normally yeah like, it's what like the, what were we up to one year is just like freak out and then now it's just like nothing. yeah dude anyway sorry so worst two weeks of your life yeah and so i remember film was like you know like we don't know because at the time Shayna texter was riding and uh, like she's an animal like yeah female she wins races excuse me and uh he goes you know like we've got her and we don't know if we can do a second ride or whatever and i was like all right all good 
and there's a Suzuki team that I was talking to in film and you know KTM and I remember I was like in like the mix of all this and I was like hey uh the Suzuki team's like hey we need you to know, we need to know if you're in or you're out on this date and film was like ah oh, I still haven't got word yet so like I was going back and forth and I remember it came down to like 10 minutes like Suzuki are like a uh, Wally Brown that had the KTM now they yeah. used to be Suzuki ah yeah and so they were like talking like they're like hey this day and then I'm like can I do one more day and they're like yeah and then I'm like can I do one more day and they're like yeah but then they're like hey you have 3pm till this time because we're bringing a kid down to ride our bikes I'm like alright so I remember Fillmore calls me at like 2.30 that day he's like hey you got the ride and I was like I was so stoked in quarantine couldn't tell anyone couldn't do anything I remember I'm like, hey, sorry guys, I got the KTM and they were like, super cool. Wally's a great guy. Uh, he's like works at um, Joe Gibbs Racing in NASCAR. Oh, sick, yeah. And uh, and he was like, no, it's all good. Because yeah, you never want to like burn no, that, no, no, burn no. that bridge. Yeah, eh? exactly. But yeah, got the KTM deal, uh, signed a one year deal, and then uh, and then yeah, didn't... and that was like a paid deal. Yep. 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 Um, not much by any means but that's all like, yeah yeah you get but i have paid. you know bonus pretty good bonuses yeah um and then yeah so i did did well you know i won five races that year um and got a couple of podiums and uh finished the year second in points by six points i oh, sorry second yeah by six points but a few rulings through that year kind of like screwed me a little bit but oh, hey, really? it's racing is what it is but yeah. um yeah got second and then uh, that was 21 then this year came back and I podiumed the first four races and then uh, sorry I podiumed the first three to four races and then broke my leg yeah missed missed a few so it cost me and ended up fifth this year won a race and didn't really I struggled a little bit this year but it's been it's been good I've appreciated it I appreciate it way more than what I think some others do because we did it so tough you know coming yeah, from Oz yeah. living with the old boy in the RV and and yeah really changed the way i look at it and, and i appreciate so much more what the team does for me you know yeah like the just support showing that up. you've got yeah just showing up to the racetrack and i have to worry about the bikes like you're on the line when you do when you're doing it yourself like oh shit did i tighten the rear wheel like yeah yeah like, yeah i don't have to worry about any of that like yeah i have a great team behind me and they yeah they're phenomenal so that, suspension awesome. guys and stuff yeah so it's sweet and so you did the first year and then they signed you did they sign you to like a multi-year deal after oh that? yeah so so um halfway through 21 they signed me for a two-year extension so sick i got you know more money more of all that but um i got signed for 22 and 23 so uh, i got this year coming as well on the contract and hopefully you know keep going yeah yeah that's so cool man to you know the that full journey from oz and then to you know be a privateer with your dad then to just be completely by yeah by yourself and then to kind of get picked up by the the biggest team like for sure it's sweet must so like, be crazy yes it's pretty crazy and then like so start of the year like i'll head over january 13th and uh we'll head to florida and i'll stay at james Raspoli's house and we'll just you know you know grind for three months and then the season starts march 15th so it's pretty sweet you know you get to you get to see you know more of the country whatever you know hang yeah. out more friends is it's sweet can you bring up the schedule griff just i'd awesome. like to see the races because it'd be cool to, this is last year they haven't they, oh they haven't put out the, yeah they haven't put it out yet but if you go i got a photo on my phone yeah like yeah, calendar yeah go the go that top one i'll be posting i think so See the uh, events, maybe go at the top there. 
up the top and then left 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 uh down a bit go across yeah no, I'll go to 2022. So how long is like, so you got go. 18 races, you said. Yeah, so 18 rounds. So it starts 10th of March around there and then it'll go to, you know, uh, October, I think, this year or two. Yeah. So yeah, it's a long year. It's cool though, like, because the, like, yeah, Illinois, um, California, yeah, Washington, yeah. Rapid City, South Dakota. So this year we get to race at the, the Chip again, which is sick. What, where's that? Uh, the Chip is at... Um, you never heard of the the, uh, the Sturgis Bike Week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we race oh, in between all the bars. Yeah. So the TT and then like... Like literally the fans can reach out and touch your bars. And we're going through... Like as we're going through the bars, it's sick. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. So what's the, what's the racing that I guess or like the format that you guys do that suits you the best? Suits so me? Um, like what? What have you got the most mm. wins or podiums at? Oh, uh, half miles. Yeah. Um, and is that more because it's the closest to the Aussie stuff? You reckon? Closest size, um, but totally different surfaces. Like yeah. Oz is all loose. Yeah. And if it's not loose, it's oil. Yeah. We're over there. We race on tracks that are just like, like red clay slick. Like, it's so hard to describe how slick it actually is. Like, it's like you got to be careful. Like, we got to ride rear brake. Oh, control yeah. wheel spin you know like but we don't have like MotoGP like electronics and all that fancy you know whatever so do you have any traction control oh no just what the KTM comes with standard and it, stuff do you use it or I use it yeah yeah okay it yeah. makes a difference for me yeah yeah just slows the off the initial th- throttle pull yeah yeah um, but yeah so um, yeah like it's just real slick and whatnot. but I don't know being a taller guy I think it helps on the slick tracks because I can get my body weight around more on the bike. Yeah. But then, like, on the miles, it's tougher because we're trying to get low and we're trying to, we're going to try and draft and stuff and being tall sucks for that. Yeah. And, like, even though I'm, like, 70 kilos um, at You've six got foot a big, four, like... I've got a huge hole, but yeah. I'm still, like, heavy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm racing people that are, like, old Bill. Yeah, like, right. Like, 15-year-old Bill, like, yeah, tiny. Yeah, 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 Um, So, it's tough, you know, trying to draft small people when they have a good good bike yeah right so but yeah no. so so the bikes are you're just topped out max speed oh yeah like just wide open that's insane yeah so like sometimes we'll have a pack of like 14 like drafting each other like spread out and like yeah it's pretty gnarly what's a good highlights let's watch like a is there anything yeah that'd be something um like it's just so tough like they just have like the full sessions on there do, but so the do they is like the video package and stuff like good what they do like post event uh we have some pretty oh, good KB, clips. shout out yeah <laughs> Kristen. uh that'll be that's just a full weekend so that's sh- like yeah uh just play it and we'll just fast forward through a little bit just don't run the audio so like just go to try and go to like the main which or one's something. this one this is the start of the year oh this is the start of the year. this track so this track here is brutal like it was super wet and they rushed on the track. So let's go to the one you're in. Oh, so yeah, I'm you're second. second, yeah. So this was the first race of the year. And it was just like brutal. Like it was so rough. And sl- like it was just... If they show like you'll see some moments on this one. But this one's more spread out. It's a half mile. So where's this race? Uh, this is at Volusia, Florida. Like yep, 20 minutes yep. from Daytona. Yeah, sick. Um, but yeah, as I said, we're flat out here. I'll put the sound on actually, Griff. Let's... 
I want to hear these bikes just go. So you're just fifth gear here. Turn down a tiny bit. No, nah, we'll go fourth. So like fourth for us is just like stronger gear. Yeah, okay. But like watch this. Like, like sometimes it's pretty good racing, oh, but it's dude. rough. Like the bumps are pretty small. Like they're way small compared to but motocross. the speed that you go on. Speed and they're square edge. Like yeah. they are so like, you hit them and like, it's just like, yeah, it just grabs your bars. And especially with that bigger front tire too. For sure, yeah. Once it gets moving, it gets yeah. moving. Yeah, there's just so much more weight and inertia, eh? Yeah. So what's the... I guess, like, what's the average, like, technique, I guess? Like, how would you describe, like, what you've got to do? So, just, like, see just, this guy... Just he, mute it again. Good this guy it. here at 79, Dalton, he's got a really good style. Um, you want to get... He's pretty tall, too, like me. Yeah. So, like your left leg ideally you want to have it behind the bars yeah. which is like totally different to what motocross you want to get that thing straight out in front but like see like you they want their leg behind the bars because taller guys when you throw the bike down the side it'll hit your knee and yeah. like yeah. it won't turn under yeah so like this is my teammate cody he yeah. killed it but he rode really good all year he won championship but um He's a, he looks like a smaller dude compared to you. He's like six foot, six one. Oh, okay. So he's pretty tall too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he just destroyed us that, this night. Like he made us look like like idiots. Um, but... So yeah, you want to get your... Front, your you want to get your leg and you want to balance. Like you'll see on the edge off the corner, he'll like scoot back a lot. Yeah. Um, trying to get the weight to the rear, which can yeah. get traction. And, uh, and then yeah, like coming in, you want to be way forward to turn mm-hmm. like... To get the weight on the front. To get the weight on the front and whatnot. And then on the exit, off off like from middle to exit, you want to start scooting back the weight. Yeah. Getting the, the traction because flat track is all about traction. And and so are you spinning the rear wheel most of the time? Here we were, but a lot of tracks like, no. Like you, you want to be wheels be in line. Because yeah. when you're spinning, you're getting no traction. Like this here, these two, uh, Chase comes down here because these are two rookies and they were just going after it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> This is the first race, and they're both battling for a podium their first year. But um, yeah, like I think actually Tyler Scott gets into chase. But um, yeah, it's 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 cool. Like it's every track's different the way you ride. Like yeah, after this, I'll show you a video of like a, a good track to watch. Like cause this one's kind of like. And so, what's the when you guys lower the suspension? Like, what's the what does that change? Like, so if you had this exact same setup. Turn okay yeah. but it's not good in Oz because Oz is way rougher yeah okay and like we're bouncing off walls and everything yeah so like you need that travel in Oz but over here it's we don't go anywhere near a wall and and whatnot so it's not too bad and yeah. for the miles to drafting obviously you want to be smaller and more compact which works but the lot of suspension just helps out honestly yeah just across the board yeah so what's a good track that we should watch so watch uh, Lima so how would you spell that? Uh, go search bar and just go L-I-M-A. Uh, go down. There's nothing, surely. There has to be something. Just, just put in, uh, no, go, just put in Lima half mile. Yeah, it's super interesting to, to watch because it's such like a, like an old so school. Like, this is Shana. So if you go, this is no. I go second one down. Uh, that's sorry third. <laughs> um, if you go to the main event, like you'll see, like this is like yeah, that looks like a pretty dope track. This one, Indiana baby. This one here is pretty uh pretty sick. So like, 
These are the twins. So this is the twins. Yeah. So like roost and like this is the track you want to be sideways at. But like this track's just like a cool atmosphere, like um, the roost and it's just different because we race on clay tracks all year. Yeah. So what's this like more granity kind of? This is like decomposed granite. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like mate, you see some shapes get pulled here because this turns into Oz. Yeah. Like right. loose dirt. And, yeah. And gnarly but like see like there's chain link fences and stuff on the outside and like Oof. yeah it's kind of brutal that seems so gnarly <laughs> so what speed are these guys going uh like here they'd be doing yeah 150 here probably 160 yeah oh so Weege just commentates this as well yeah Weege commentates yeah. that's so epic that just makes flat track well we cooler. have we have Ralph Shaheen now too oh right yeah sick I, yeah so go to your main event in this one then uh, was I racing this year? Oh, yeah, I was. This is Cowie days, and I was nowhere to be seen. Go back to, I think, Twins are normally last, so, like, no, nah, that's the Twins. Go more forward. No, no, like, other way. Yeah, go kick on more. Like, other way. Yeah, that way. Was that that chick? Yes, Shana. She won this race. Wow. Against the dudes? Yeah, she's gnarly. Dude, what a gangster. Yeah, so, like, these are the 450s, and... Oh, yeah so this is a track where you're fifth wide open basically well we use fourth everywhere sometimes on the okay. streets we click fifth on the miles but like yeah mainly fourth on the circle tracks because it's a i think it's i don't know why i think it's just a stronger gear yeah yeah yeah, yeah but so yeah. this is 19 when i was doing it myself with dad but that's Shayna leading what like, an animal man yeah that's it she's and dude she's like five like i don't know like she's probably like five two or something but she is an animal so who's that there that's dan Brummer. that's like he was the old so this was the first year the KTM came into the series in 2019 yep. okay um but yeah like I don't know it's just different eh? it's cool yeah yeah no it's it's awesome man it's like you know what seems gnarly watching it is that you've got no weight on the inside of the bike so as soon as the bike yeah comes back in there's no, no leg yeah. against it because like if you're turning if you're turning left like that on a dirt bike your your foot is still kind of against the side of the For bike sure, so yeah. like you've still got some weight there that's crazy that a, a chick is winning and a like the elite top of the top yeah. motorsport for sure you just don't there's not really any other motorsport where like that's no. the case but then like we have the tt's which is like sipes so like if you go buffalo chip that's when the one sipes wins and like and he was right. So is this this is what Sipes does, right? Yeah, Sipes. Well. Ra- I race like so. Yeah, last yeah. year it was actually sick. Uh, let's put Buffalo Chip TT. Um, this is really adding to my YouTube algorithm. I love it. All right, here we go. Sipes on the front. So go to like uh, like go back like other way, other way. No, no, like left. Yeah, go like dude. Sipes just smoked us here. Really? Yeah, right here. So this is like the going through the bars. Like this is this is sick because like we're going through it's packed like there's people everywhere. Yeah, Sturgis is wild. We eh? have like no real pit area like it's just like free for all and like like look at the people like it's packed. Yeah, that's epic. General store and bar. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's like some it's like out of a movie. So where are you? This was private. Is yeah, that that's you back yeah, there? Yeah, past some guy that's fell on the ground. How's Jeff Ward too? Oh, sick. Yeah shout out to the great man yeah and so yeah so the, then the TT is the one where you've got all the like front the, brake the corners and yep. the, the front brake and stuff like yeah. that so 
um, like Miller would be like incredible at this. Yeah, yeah. Just like right up Miller's alley. Dude, I want to see him do it so bad, eh? Um, but yeah, so like last year at Atlanta TT, I had um, Sipes and uh, Pastrana as my teammates. Really? Yeah, it was so sick. How cool was that? Yeah, 21? Yeah, yeah. yeah was, Travis is a cool guy too. I mean, Sipes is as well. But. Yeah, like dude, Travis was like, I was like, oh, this guy's going to be like, he's just massive. I'm like, oh, he'll be like, too cool yeah he'd be like oh whatever flat track dude he was like the coolest guy you ever met he's like miller like yeah. he's just like hey what's up like i don't know he's just chill that's cool yeah yeah i think that's the thing with just me um i think that's the thing with dudes though that's what i've always found anyway and i find this to be very consistent just in life in general is that the guys at the very top like ricky carmichael travis sure. pastrana jack miller Yep. Like that level of dude is always just the nicest, coolest guy for yeah. the most part. Like nine out of 10 guys on that level are just going to be like that. Yeah. It's all the dickheads that are in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then it, and then you go down the very bottom and then it's like the just the average Joes. They're the nicest people in for the sure. world. So yeah. it's like the top are the exact same. All the dickheads in the middle are the ones that exactly. suck. <laughs> and like, it, that's the thing about fire track. Like it looks like, looks like it looks it's like oh, it's just a flat track around it you know a bunch of guys going for it but it's just way like in real life it's way more like it's it's like we're going fast and you know it's just different it's it's kind of like even when i watch it on on like youtube it's like oh this looks like yeah yeah, yeah. nothing exciting like yeah. no one's doing like huge triples or whatever but when you're there in real life you know we're going we're going fast which is like the biggest part i think of it and then like the short tracks the real small ones are fun because like people just smash into each other and it's like it's like just throws another it's like the four different it's like to win a championship you gotta be really good at everything yeah yeah you can't yeah. just be like uh you know half mile specialist yeah yeah or you, you gotta be everything specialist. um which is like super cool which i think i struggled with the most in the first two years yeah like i wasn't all-rounded yeah and i struggled a lot at certain tracks and then like now i'm better at more all the my you know like i'm more I, I podium to every single style of track yeah 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 um so it's good in that way that i think you know it, and it makes another like uh, adversity it brings another bit of you know adversity to it whatever yeah. you gotta be you gotta be good at all and like the, the it's like motocross like the we have like loose tracks like southwick and then we have like really hard pack tracks yeah yeah that are like a blue from top to bottom and it's just yeah it's it's cool it's different yeah well, i think uh, i mean it's definitely gaining more like way more popularity sure, yeah. and then i think the you add in the hooligan racing as well yeah hooligans is gnarly bro that's underrated is it yeah dude put up some hooligans highlights just put up just put up hooligan highlights crash real like dude those <laughs> guys get sent <laughs> and so many people race those but what's so what's the difference between the hooligans and then like uh, a, hooligans is just like the twins oh that's not hooligans. horrific crash that's four yeah <laughs> oh is it hill um it's like uh, uh this, i think might have put super hooligans on. yeah oh yeah super hooligans might I think be. that's what's called um but yeah like it's it was designed originally um for like the average punters like yeah. go out there and have fun yeah and then because those twin bikes are pretty gnarly yeah uh i don't really know what's going on here uh but um just 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 type in super hooligans and see uh, if that comes up. Yeah, there you that's go. road. We've got to get some dirt going. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Oh no, that's 
No, nah, I don't get that one. That's like an introduction. But if you go up, go up, and then there's go up again. Was there one dirt? No, there wasn't. Oh, shit, eh? Maybe just... Maybe put flat track behind it. Oh, yeah, there you go. But they have, like, hooligans on the road now. That'd be pretty cool to do. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So we would... Have you done that? No, I haven't, no. Um, go down, yeah, go down. Oh, yeah, here we go. Watch this. The rolling Sands. No, no, that's, that's one of ours. Go back. Rolling yeah, Sands. Yeah, that one. Coaster makes the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rolling Sands is super into it, eh? Yeah, no, he's, like, full into it. They did the one at Just Mute It, Griff. So, like, these bikes here are... Uh, that's a super bike, but these bikes here are supposed to have stock frames yeah. so like look at this guy here in second like it's like he's riding like literally he probably rode to the track yeah, <laughs> yeah, third yeah. Now. but like you just it's like run run you brung and like it brought flight track racing big again yeah yeah because it was just like everyone's like oh wow like people actually ride and like design flight track bikes and and they go fast but like these guys just like go out there and it is the funnest racing to watch but like now like Berriman gets into it yeah yeah his dad Randy and then there's you know Debrino Frankie Garcia like it's pretty packed but originally it was originally it was just like just like bolt some gear on the old back <laughs> just, and get after it <laughs> so what would be the best block for this you reckon I got no idea I've got oh a KTM actually, a K- ATM, KTM 890 they in the road they they do really well yeah um it was like this year so this is uh number three is Joe Cobb that's Cody's dad that just won the championship oh, my teammate yeah 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 yeah. Like yeah. he's a weapon oh like, he's getting it too yeah. look at him go I think he's on a triumph there so. yeah dude that's so sick but that's a short track so um yeah like I, I want to find some crap like dude these crashes like they have they're just like it's like yeah it's I guess we need to put in Roland Sands yeah maybe Roland Sands hooligan crashes oh got a wobbler but like these guys are just like going having fun yeah and like it got like so big at one point like yeah like it, it's it looks like uh, but like one point there it was like like we'd go and watch um it before the the nationals uh because they were like the day before us yeah and these guys so they followed the circuit around yeah, like so in line with you we guys. share rounds with them oh cool okay yeah so like sometimes like roland will have I think it's like maybe like four or five rounds where we're interlock. Yeah. And then um and then we'll have uh, can you notice me. those races are bigger? Uh just no, it, not more really. flat track it just depends on where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Like we have some racetracks that and it's harbour flat track too because um we go to racetracks that are in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. We've yeah. literally got like the towns like there's like four hotels like every hotel's booked because by the race yeah 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 um so it's tough when you go to certain places but then you go to some places like uh like bike week and like you'll go to sturgis and then we'll go springford mile um sacramento is pretty big too like you go to some tracks and like we go to costa mesa this i think it's costa mesa yeah we go to there in california yeah yeah so they'll be big but like uh yeah that'll be big i'm trying to let's just get to it for next year anyway oh yeah okay so yeah starting in march and then end in september yeah so smaller schedule for next year which is sick oh yeah arizona bike weeks in there oh yeah orange county half mile yeah that'll be pretty sick july 08 yeah yeah sick oh then yeah your lima half mile that's cool man yeah so do you do you see flat track kind of 
growing on, on the up and growing and you yeah. know like start to get more money more sponsors more like tv all that sort of stuff for sure it's you know like we're on fs1 now live sick so fox sports i think every saturday oh no whenever we rest saturday night so yeah like that's pretty cool um fox sports is big over there yeah um we're on nbcsn i think we are too I'm not too sure and then we have fans choice where you can watch all the live coverage like yeah. qualifying everything on that and then you have um no fox sports isn't live fans choice is full live yeah fox sports is like day the week after, after or, yeah. or day after some on uh tv and like fully like condensed program so it's got just like the races on it yeah um but yeah we have that and then i see it growing i do um i feel like everything goes through its ups and downs and you know we're on a little bit of a down like we're not really on a down at all we're just like just coming like, out of a down kind yeah of. like o10 like from you know like like it was so in the 80s and 90s too fight track was massive yeah like huge in america and then it went sort of in a real like early 2000s it was good and then it sort of went through a massive hole around the gfc and stuff and it's starting to come back you know um but hopefully you know it takes less than what we think it's going to be till it gets good again but the, like with all these new bikes they're getting released it's so hard to work out a twins program yeah okay because like you know everyone's obviously making things better you know electronic th- like fly by wires and stuff and they wanted to sort of keep it old schoolish i think yeah but now they're starting to go with the new terms so they're trying to work out a package for everyone um that will be better but it's so hard because like indian built a purpose-built flat track bike uh, okay the indian like ftr 1200s yeah. based off the indian ftr 750 yeah and like they restrict that bike they kept restricting it um which you know it is what it is but i'm not in that class i'm not one to talk about it not one yeah, involved. yeah yeah but um so like it made it tough for them because like they were doing like they won like the four years they were just like they just killed it like they didn't they lost barely any races but now they started what, like what model bike was that ftr 750 type that in griff so india ftr the, 750 yeah the, that's the race bike it's the ftr 750 price in india price in india that's funny yeah i want to see what that oh yeah 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 so that's that thing's pretty gangster eh yeah that's a clean bike so they built that that was like a purpose built for flat track essentially yes and then they just started murdering everybody yeah like it was like they won every race and then now the 890 just got released and that thing's killing it like Raspoli did five rounds this year and won one so what's the kdm 890 that one that i showed you before that wally brown yeah thing. okay yeah yeah yep. so what's the stock that? version of that look like 890 like yeah look at their stock version and like comparison yeah because like, a lot like of that, work goes into them they look like just a stock my oh dude so what so that one there that black one uh top nope street one yeah that's what it that's what it's based off no way so was the frame that it was in was that that's that frame the 890 frame looked like yeah. a motocross frame yeah that's crazy eh weird isn't it once you get everything off a different swing arm and, yeah and uh uh different tires tires obviously suspension front end yeah and uh subframe so but you see that you know like kind of coming back because i mean even for me like as a very casual fan of it yeah like i feel like over the last few years i've definitely seen a lot a lot more then you got ryan sides pastrana the super hooligan stuff yeah so do you think it sort of is like building up yeah it's growing for sure um and you know it's going to be good if it keeps growing um we just got to keep you know keep it getting the word out there and whatnot and uh and then you know 
always like everything get some younger people involved Aussie flat trackers you know from yeah, Europe yeah. and it's so American based the the series well it is every round's in America but there's like right this year I was the only full time international and Ferran Cardus came over for a few rounds but like you know there's we need to you know keep bringing them over because obviously international brings more people more this yeah, more that yeah. Um, but yeah no it's definitely growing for sure um and it's and it's good to see it's good to be involved while it's growing yeah and so when do you see yourself winning a championship in this thing like well like last year was definitely tough because i lost the whole series by six points yeah and if something ha- hadn't to happen i would want a championship um so it's it's hard but you gotta you gotta move on you know it's tough cost me and that was like a rules type of thing yeah it's rules so what what how's that work like what kind of rules can be fucked up in that oh it's, it wasn't really like it wasn't really fucked up but like it was just a, it, how it happened and and what went down it uh it just you gotta look at it from two sides yeah. honestly so like my i'm actually really good friends with the guy right now um but his name is dallas and then he got taken out in the last corner and uh like because he was like his last lap last corner on the way to check a flag someone just like fully cleaned him up and uh they gave him the win oh really so they reverted back a lap um but now it's a rule in the rule book so but like it was just sort of like so if you get cleaned out last corner last, last lap, lap it goes back a lap uh, why do they do that just for safety so safety so yeah, yeah so okay. like it's like look at it two sides like it's a rule now but when it happened at the time i was like yeah mm. yeah but um and so did he win the championship he won championship that? by six points Fuck. but that is pretty hectic but like now it's like it's a rule and whatnot but yeah we're like unreal good friends now and and whatnot so but that's what it is well i mean and the fact but the fact that you're in that position to yeah. win the championship what was that your second like, uh third year yeah, fourth, th- third fourth year. year or something yeah yeah but I mean, first two privateer, yeah. Third one, pretty much a privateer. So yeah, it was third one was like full blown, no dad, just like yeah, yeah. So like fun. you've obviously. So yeah. I got second that year as well to Dallas. So Dallas won it two years. He's a weapon, and then amateur nationals, he beat me. So like I've like, it was more the fact that like he it beat me again. again. I'm like, bro, yeah, <laughs> give me one, bro. yeah, give me one time. But so he's in the twins class now. He races on the Yamaha. Yeah, Monster on Yamaha and yeah so he's doing well for himself and he's won a few races this uh this year previously and he's doing good yeah so so you think going forward though that like you can be a championship dude yeah for sure like i I think you know i had it this year was tough broke my leg but um yeah i just gotta knuckle down you just gotta get it done just be head headstrong really that's the biggest thing yeah um but yeah i truly believe that yeah it's coming yeah and what so like i guess what do you do to be more ready every year you know well for me i feel like the first three years i didn't really do anything training wise um now i'm on a program out at 547 there with levi yeah at maruchido there yeah he kills it um you know and doing a lot more of that off bike training and then yeah just trying to get to know myself a little bit more if that makes any sense yeah, like yeah. what i want on a bike and what i what i need and what's hold me back like <clears throat> i get so worked up on race day that like oh, i gotta like and s- sometimes i just need to like chill and just ride the bike yeah what not, kind of worked up like uh i just get like like if something happens or something like it's just like 
I think about stuff a lot. Yeah. So I think I just need to like, just like forget about all that and just like go out there and ride. Cause I freak out about like little things like, you know, like, Oh, I don't freak out at all, but like, it's like, it plays on your mind. Yeah. They're the things you think about. Yeah. It's like, Oh, do you think the bike should be like, you know, should we change tire pressure? So that, so it's like, I need to just like go ride. Yeah. I need to care less. Yeah. And I think that that's the shit that just comes with experience though. Eh? For sure. like, yeah. And you know, it's funny cause we're, I'm going to do world vets next year. Oh, sick. And, uh, we like, my brother's going to do it. Nice. Like some of my best mates are going to do it. Franco is going to come and wrench for us. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, on yeah, your Frank. yeah. It'd be sick. But getting big Neil as well. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah if he's not fucking wiped up, you know, <laughs> Mate, they're all getting married. These days. No way. Um, but, you know, you sort of now I'm in the headspace of like, oh fuck, I've got to start thinking about getting fit. And, yeah, you know, like 100%. being being ready. Like, and I think that yeah, it's just whenever you've got some kind of big goal or when, whenever you've got a big challenge that you're kind of working towards, you just you want to almost do as much work as you can before whatever the event is or whatever yeah. what the goal is, because that's the only way you're gonna feel like For you're sure. ready. You know, and I think the thing with me too is you have like everything's mental right these days everything i think you know when i train more and and do more off bike stuff it makes me mentally stronger knowing that i'm going into that race the best i possibly can be and so like now it's just it should all just fall into place but like previous year you know like ever since i've been on ktm it's been pretty like it's been serious but like like but years before that you'd go into some rounds be like oh i hope i can get top five this week but yeah sort of just like but now it's just like Go there, there to win, win. Yeah. yeah, which is different. It used to be like cool. Like my first, you know, three years when I get a podium, it'd be like yes, like sick. yeah, yeah. Now it's like, uh, I just want to win. Yeah, that's all it is. It's it's crazy how it changes. Dude, you see those and the hyper competitive people. Like we were at um, we were at La, uh, Barcelona this year. Yeah, and Jack was in F two and he got his first F two podium. First F two. That's a big deal. Yeah, he was. He's killing it too. Yeah, he's killing it. He was fucking livid that he got third yeah. like he was uh, I, think, I can't remember if he got second or third but he was podium didn't win and like he came straight in was like we're all like fuck good job bro like good on you and he's like yeah cheers but i'm over it like that was shit and then he's like all right straight talking to the engineers this is what we've got to do this is what i lost the rears like just didn't it's, that's, care about the podium at yeah. all it's like you get to a point where like when you know you can win and you didn't they are like the hardest yeah like it's like the hardest thing in the world um but then when you win one and you don't expect like something was off or like you you're battling through something and you win one it's like the best feeling ever but like when you're like fastest in qualifying or you win your heat race and you're just on point and you bottle it up in the main it is just like the worst like texas yeah, this yeah. year i fast qualified i think i won my heat I was the only person to do a 20 or whatever time it was in that 10th. So like I was quick and came to the main event and just pretty much just bottled it and threw it away. Like I got third and like, I was just like, bro, like it's, it's like, so, I just wanted to, yeah, like I just wanted to be on the podium, just punch someone. Like it's so tough, but like our qualifying times, like on a mile track will be like top 20 or not even on a mile. Like some clay tracks will be like top 20 within half a second really yeah so you sneeze and you're like yeah it's that side is underlooked because it's so close in times and qualifying because everyone can do one burn one lap yeah like so yeah and like so how us our, our like our rows work because there's four rows 
four, 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 four. So there's oh no, there's sixteen in a main. So there's you know whatever. Yeah, four, yeah, four rows. Um, but so top eight from qualifying go to the front row in the heat race. Yeah, and then the top two from the heat races go to the front row in the main. So like for me, all I think about is top top eight in qualifying. So like top four and uh, sorry, top two in the heat in the heat and then main event I'm on the front row that's all I care about yeah um, because I don't really care about like putting the fastest time in to say the least yeah yeah like I'd rather like think about the bike because it's all the same because you're just trying yeah. to get on the, to the it's front row get top, yeah, that's all I care about on race day is front row yeah. until I get there but um, it's like the biggest thing is uh, is yeah it's front row because if some tracks we go to it's like so hard to pass yeah because it's one line groove even if you're on the front row it's still going to be hard to pass it's still hard to pass yeah, yeah. so like if I can get myself in a good situation every time, that's what I aim for. Yeah. So yeah, that's but like you got some guys that like put in an absolute heater of a qualifying that are time. Just down the sand. Yeah, and then just fucking you come past them on the first time. It's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are you yeah. at? Yeah. So it's it's yeah like that. I, I wondered how to that. There's something that I've always wondered if I just like didn't have this ability as a rider was. Like, how do you even know when the times are that close and the, there's so many people in that time? Like, how do you know what's fastest? And how do you know when you've gone fast on a lap that's so short and so little, like, room for error? Like, can you tell when you're on a heater? 100%. How? Like, it's like, I'll come into a corner, like, that's just a normal short track, tiny track. Like, if I come in there and the rear will get a little too sideways or... I'll have to hesitate a little bit to get it back in line. I know I've like messed the time up. So like, like they're all flat, they're all smooth, or like some, sometimes they're rough as you've seen before. Yeah. So like I'll know there's a rough section. I got to go through it, and like flat track is so precise. You got to be perfect. And so I'll see like a little like you know like a little bump, and you'll I have six laps to do a good time. You have two six you have two six lap qualifying. Oh, is that it? Yeah. So you just got to get in there and get it done, and then and then one six lap practice. So you get three chances. You get two chances legitimately, put a good time in, and then you have the practice before it. So you'll try and like scope out and uh, like rough spots or something. And then, but yeah, I'll notice because like you can feel the spin like at the rear wheel. It's said traction is everything. So if I'm just like on the throttle and you feel it just a little, you're like, no. Nah, Blind it. Yeah. It's that critical. Yeah. Some tracks, some tracks it's like, nah, like Lima. You can just hold it on. You'd be right. Yeah, yeah. But like some tracks that are like super slick and in like wheels in line and you've like had a, like you've spun up off the corner, you'd be like, no, it's done. That's crazy, eh? Yeah. That's that, that fine of a line. And w- you can feel like a really direct connection between like throttle and rear wheel. Like you yeah. can feel the the spin and because like, yes. even the, like the little bit of flat tracking that we've done, like once you get, it's spinning like even moving your weight can like slow the spin yeah. down it's it's a trip to yeah for like the, even the stuff that i felt like i can't imagine for you like the level of feel that you'd have when the when it's like spinning yeah. and you're like pretty much wide open yeah so like yeah you'll, you'll feel and like i i'm really bad for it but i ride the rear brake a lot like just so coming into the corner sometimes the rear brake will help you get it set quicker Instead, you know, when you like have everything, it's got like that free feeling. Well, when it's when you're on the brake, you can really get on the throttle earlier and like compress everything. 
which I like that. Oh, which is like squat the bike Roar, down more yeah. too, eh? And you just hear them just whoa, whoa, whoa. like they're real, like just lugged out because you're stomping the brakes so hard. But then, like, so that's why another time you'll know you've done a good time because you'll feel like you'll just go through the corner so smooth. If you're going through the corner and it's just like you're doing these ones, yeah. whatever, you're just like, that's done. But yeah, so it's just more more precise than anything. Yeah. So like that's the that's the biggest thing I struggle with in qualifying too is like letting it all hang for yeah. one lap. Yeah. Like I suck at it. It's like that's where I think I, I lose a lot is always been like the second half of the year to score. I don't think I have one front row start. Oh really? Yeah. Like I just bottled every single one. Yeah. So that's like I guess yeah when you start to look now about bu- building out a championship. Yeah. Like that's. Pro, the first port of course probably will really like look at your weaknesses for sure or like just analyze the year that you had previously yep. in like data mode like yeah. how many front rows what was my average quality time and then like then get that and then dive into that and be like okay this is what i do in qualifying this is what i probably need to do better for you sure. know so it's like you almost need to because you've you've obviously got the skills and the speed to win championships but that's the like the last thing I guess so, yeah, you sort of haven't haven't won yet. You got to pull the pieces together. Yeah. So is that like pretty much where you're at at the moment? It's just like trying to decode like the puzzle. Yeah, pretty much. And just really, I think it sounds stupid, but like I needed to come home. Yeah. Like I like the last two months in America, I was really homesick. Yeah. I hadn't been home in two years, and I got a nephew now, and you know everything. You know, you know what it's like to know yeah, a place like yeah, home. Yeah. I was really like struggling, but didn't really want to tell anyone or whatever. Like, I didn't want to show like weakness, whatever. Yeah. You know how it is. And uh, and yeah, I was really just like struggling big time. So then when I came back here, it was just like a fresh. It's like a fresh air. There's just like, yeah, yeah. Like well, back home, and and I think next year that's what I've been working on is my fitness side of things as well. I think you can never be too good. Yeah. Um, well, I think the thing about, you sort of said it before, but the thing about um, fitness is that your concentration yeah. stays better. So you're probably in more of a mental game than a physical 100%. game. Yeah. But, your, track, yeah. but your body needs to be able to support yeah. the the minds, like staying sure. fresh and sharp for, yeah. for that entire time. And like, that's the thing too, like flat track, we're not getting beat around for 30 minutes just on the, like those dudes are so gnarly, like moto guys. And then like, what Miller and all those dudes do, like forty-five minutes on a bike. Are you Bro, joking? like I, I did the, I did two up with him at the bend. Oh, you did? That's sick. And fuck, bro, I could not hang on after two laps. Yeah, like I was death gripping that thing. It was out of control. Yeah. So like thirty-five minutes on one of those things. Imagine just fucking. Yeah. Like nah. So that's, out of control so like yeah we are like we don't have to be as like physical as what they are like you look at the motor guys those guys are brutal and like supercross like i talk about being precise and whatnot but like you hear like anything anything you have to be precise in the top level like you hear what like the manager guys say like i'm so into manager p it's not even funny like mm. i will not miss a session that's sick um and like they talk about it all the time they're like hey we can if we're like half a meter too wide or not even like they'll notice a bad time and yeah. it's like 24 corners or whatever sometimes you know 18 corners whatever and so like you think about that that's precise and where they're doing 300 k's an hour but then you look at like um supercross guys like have to land in a two <laughs> this, meter patch not even yeah. a meter patch every time yeah so and rights up the face so i say that but then like those guys are just like gnarly but so yeah that, i think ours is more mental side yeah um than like those guys are just like 
physical, like just animals. Like they're brutal. But I, I think that um, the thing with the flat track stuff is though that it's it's so short, condensed. There's so many times that you're, you're on the bike. So to be to be asked to like sprint that many times and be consistent for yeah. like that much, it's such like an explosive type of for sure. deal. Like then there's no setting in for a rhythm and, yeah. you know, like just ticking off the laps kind of thing. Yep. So, and then, yeah, especially like the way you break down qualifying, like it's very, it's like a cutthroat form of racing. Oh yeah. It's just like, you got to be super sharp. Like by the time you get on track, you cannot mess around. Yeah. Like, especially even like, as I said, like you do, we do like 30, 32 laps, some short tracks. Yeah. Like that is like the most mind numbing thing in the world. Yeah. You think about going on a circle. Like it's yeah. just like, you got to be so focused. Yeah. One little mistake, boom, you lose position. Well, that's what they say. You can never draw a perfect circle. Yeah. So it's like, you, you, that's sort of almost what flat track is. You know? exactly. It's like you're yeah. trying to draw a perfect circle while it's like changing. There's people moving around and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. Being, being homesick too is definitely a very real thing that oh, has yeah. like a massive impact on your performance. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I don't know. I wasn't like over, I wasn't, I was just sort of, sorry. I was more just the fact that it was just like, so long it's so long and it was just like my parents and you know it's everything you know like my, i got four sisters so much had happened so much had changed my mates like all my mates back old. i haven't seen them for two years no one's seen, seen no two years except my parents yeah and uh and yeah that was definitely like weighing on me pretty heavy yeah. um and just plus like the place we live like i don't know if anyone's aware of this but we live in the best place in the world australia yeah oh psycho yeah it's unreal it's psycho dude yeah and like everyone's just so chill and everyone gets on good and i think that's yeah as you said it's very looked uh people don't look at it seriously like being homesick but 100 is like a legit thing yeah when did you really start to feel it probably like uh four rounds three rounds to go like i was just like yeah man i just need to go home yeah and and what was stopping you just the schedules too too packed it's no schedules are so drawn out that like last this year uh, like we had spots where it was like four week gap yeah and, and then, you couldn't come home in that nah it's I don't know I don't really you just didn't want to mess with the program yeah 100% and then like I missed you know my leg was broken that uh, uh, that took for a while to get good again it was did you have of, to have surgery and stuff on that yeah 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 okay so um, like I broke my tibial plateau tibia oh yeah, so that's a bad one right on my knee yeah um and it just took forever to get fully healthy again. Like it was just like, like I still struggle. Like it still feels like shit sometimes today. But um, like it for like two, three, four months. Like it was just like always, yeah, longer. It's it's just it was always there. You could just tip. You could tell. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was that was tough as well. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just need to get home. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a it's definitely a a super real feeling, and it's like it's hard to just sort of like wears on you you know it's like yeah. almost like you can the more you think you, about it the yeah. closer it gets the worse it gets yeah and it's, it's like something that you're just carrying around that you sort of like can't put down it's one of the things where there's like one of my criticisms of chad when when he was in america was that he just it seemed like he just didn't give a fuck about australia yeah and that was like that was all australians like criticism of him but then after talking to him about it, he was like, yeah, I just had to clip it from my brain. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it would have ruined me. Like, And he, he said he could see it with other people that wanted to just be at home. Oh, I want to be yeah. at home. I want to be at home. I want to be at home. 
but he was like the one dude that was like, nah, I'm clipping it. I'm just Dude, going full America. Man. Yeah. But that's what it takes, you, you know, it. like, yeah. so For yeah, sure. it's a, it's, it's a gnarly Lawrence thing. Lawrence Brothers in the same thing. Like they don't even go back to Oz anymore. Nah. They just fully, or like Jet did a couple years ago or whatever, but. Like that is fully locked in, which you need to be. And I think it helps having your whole family there as oh, well. Oh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, when you're solo, it's tough. But, yeah, like, what they've done, the Lawrence family is very impressive. Same with Reedy. Like, yeah. I mean, they just go over there and do their thing and then just keep doing it. Yeah. Have you got to hang out with Jet and Hunter much at all? No, I don't. I don't really know them. But oh, it's, we definitely try and get them to get them to a race or something. They're, they're legends, dude. Yeah. But that's actually so funny to say that because in 19, when I was doing my own thing, I go to this motor track. And there's like five people that go to the place. Like it's yeah. very, very low key. Sick track, but it's low key. It's right near St. Louis. And um, the guy that owns the track, he's like the coolest dude. He's just unique. Like yeah. got tattoos all over him. He's just like, just chill. And uh, he goes to me and my buddy, we're going to go ride. And he goes, we're like, hey, can, can we come ride, mate? And he goes, yeah. He said he can, but don't get in the way that the Geico boys. And I was like, Oh, Geico boys he goes yeah there's like a couple here my buddy Matt was like oh dude it's Sexton because Sexton's from around Illinois yeah 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 and he's like it's probably Sexton and an amateur or something and I was like oh fair enough so we go to the track we park away from him we, you know, we don't want to get in their way and uh, I'm like trying to look at him I'm like I wonder who it is and one of them rolls on track and it was Hunter and Jet in the no, middle of nowhere no at shit. Ride Organic and I'm like you're kidding no way <laughs> yeah and like like what they do is like gnarly but when you go on the same track as them yeah and see what they're doing then you're like oh, like they're gnarly dude that must have been a cool experience was, you didn't go up and say day. not really no, i was too shy i was, Fuck, I was you young and i just didn't really they're legends yeah but yeah jet would have been probably uh i was i was uh what was it as 18 i was probably 17 or something yeah and yeah he probably would have been like four i don't know he might have been 14 or something and he's just fucking ah, hanging really? off it yeah what's that track like i mean I don't know how old it is. Um, it's a sick track, yeah. Yeah. It's more just like low key, just sort of like you can do, you can go there whenever you want. But when he preps it, it's sick. Yeah. But see, I'll go like twice through the week or whatever. Um, every, try and get there every week. And it's like some days it's just dusty, but I just ride. I think sometimes it's better when the track's worse. Yeah. Because it makes you think about more like sort of flat track wise. You got to think about yeah the slippery yeah. stuff and that. So, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's one thing that's so rad about America. That's why I want to do another kind of cross-country road trip. I just sure. want to take a bike in the back. Because I never rode yeah. when I was there. That was like I just... I didn't have health insurance. Yeah. I didn't have a bike. You need that. Yeah. And I, I had... I got... Um, I had, there was like a few times I rode a 350 mm-hmm. um, that was kind of like one of the JDR bikes that was just floating around. Yep. So I got to ride that a little bit. But I just... I literally... I never rode Glen Helen. I yeah. never... Like all the cool right. places... Kahia and Glen Helen my favourite. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, so the, the guy that owns and like runs Kahia, he loves the podcast. So I reckon that oh, nice. when we get over there, I want to do like a ride there at Kahia Creek. Yeah, Kahia is be, sick. Yeah. yeah I, I went, I filmed, I filmed everywhere. Yeah, like right. I filmed at every track, but I've just never, I just was always behind the camera. So for that's me now, I just feel like I would just love to just put a 350 in the back yeah, and, go and just fucking moto. That's sick, yeah. yeah. Just rent an RV and just, Get like a little bike rack on the back and just poke it up, lock it on, just yeah. hit the road and that'd be sick. Yeah, so because America just has so many dope tracks that are just crazy. You would have never heard of them, and yeah. like it seems like the dirt's good in so many places, 
the people that own the tracks are super cool yeah and there's always guys that rip you know you just go through all that's these the biggest thing guys that rip you go to a track rips. yeah and you're like oh yeah, who's that you go on track and he's like got four numbers on his bike yeah he's yeah. so fast and you're yeah. like who is that like they're everywhere no matter where you go there's like guys that are just like what why have i never heard your name and he's just like upside down whip just like hanging out and like, like big what? jumps too like kids yeah. on that's the one thing that you'd i'd always like trip me out kids on 65s doing like 120 foot jumps yeah just, like, just are nothing you fucking serious yeah everyone in the pit just like looks right oh yeah sick just yeah i'm like bro what yeah no america's the promised land when it comes to for sure motocross you can see why there's so many good guys yeah yeah and then like there's another track that we go to like briar and shannon and all them it's called new jersey motorsports park yeah and pull it up have they got instagram let's see this, hey, track. this track is sick that surely is, that sounds like oh, that bike is porn bro it's sick that bike so what's it called sick. new jersey no yeah new jersey motorsports park i think they have instagram Bang! Let's give him a shout out. I want to go right here. Oh, that's not the cars. Oh, nah, cars. All right, we're not going there. Oh, they surely have to have an Instagram. Maybe go it park. Oh, that's there. Damn it! Maybe it's got a hashtag. Oh no, NJ uh, MP. That one there. Uh, no down. Yeah. Surely it has to be. Yeah, dude. That's like America just has all of these gems, bro. No, nothing. You Keep can... scrolling though. Maybe the moto. Oh, the the road races have just got it on lock, bro. Yeah, there's a there's a road race track right there. That's the Moto America side, but oh yeah, but yeah. So anyway, this track in New Jersey. Yeah, this track in New Jersey is like the funnest track. Um, maybe just put New Jersey Moto track. Yeah, I think it's. What's the um? And then type new. Oh, here, right here, right here. Oh, dude! Yeah, what? sick. That track is sick. That is insane, bro. Yeah, it's and it's like like nice, like loamy dirt. Yeah, well, New Jersey's all yeah. like that loamy it's soil. Sick. Yeah, right, dude. See, I just this is making me want to just fully load up a truck, an yeah. RV, and just go and do so it. So they open every Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah, or Saturday, Sunday, or something. So every Wednesday we're there when I'm at Brian Shannon's house. That track is so fun. That is unreal, dude. Well, I'm gonna have to come and ride with you. Yeah, hundred percent. As soon as I'm up back, get you there. on the fire track as well. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be. Get hooked up. Yeah, it'd be sick. I've never. I've never really done it on like a proper proper track. They um the Bathurst, the mm-hmm. flat track race. They do at Bathurst. If I'm home, I'll do that with with Millsy. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, I reckon. They Dude, reckon. Brizzy Cup next year. Yeah, I just see. I guess it just depends where I'm at. Yeah. I would have done it this year, but yeah, I just I just haven't been haven't been home last months has been a bit of a wild yeah, travel been all over the show yeah a little wild travel schedule but yeah I'd, de- I'd love to come to one of your races i'd love to come ride moto i'd love to yeah, do all sweet. that so if i fucking get over there we'll make it happen yeah so tidy sweet thanks for coming on bro no cheers mate it's Appreciate been good it. thanks for thanks for doing it yeah it's sweet i um yeah all the best for the next next few years i definitely i feel like you're going to be bringing home a championship for australia mate. that's the goal hopefully yeah and then right off into the sunset all the girls oh. all the money let's go <laughs> yeah sounds good <laughs> uh maxwell everybody yeah cheers fuck yeah doggy thanks bro oh, thank you. is that all right fuck yeah did you have fun yeah that's sick yeah